Hey kids, let's go! Thanks, C3 Penis Face and R2 Dickhead. Hello there. You can bounce them when you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. Good day, Galaxy Rogue Squadron Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Special episode. I'm here. Also, in my, oh, also am I. My name. What's my name? Mobar. You are Commander Cody. Thank you. Thank Why you. is it a special episode? Besides the guest that we will introduce you know, shortly. Because it's today. It is And today. I'm wearing the most badass shirt of all yeah, time. check it out. It's fucking sweet. This is the uh, Step Brothers. What the... Um, John, C, John C. Riley was wearing yeah, on, you know uh, in Step Brothers. A lot you of people what? hate that movie. I think it's solid. It's a particular type of um, Completely humor. understand. Completely understand that. Not everyone's a Will Ferrell fan. Glass Armor hates Will Ferrell. Really? Oh yeah, we were, that's that's what made me think of that. We were talking about that recently. And I will admit that like the uh admit the movies, a lot of movies that he's in are particularly bad. And then there's other movies like Elf is a staple. I'll watch Elf. Yeah. Classic. Step Brothers I actually really enjoy because I think they play off each other very well. Yeah. But then when he's in like Jay and Silent Bob, I'm like, "All right, it's already a little over the top, especially just as a whole." And then you threw him in there as like a a side I, piece. I feel like he like, can slip into the SNL world. You know what I mean? No, I yeah. Well, that's, he was. Yeah. What, yeah, he was there. But I don't feel that on movies like Step Brothers or Anchorman. But I do feel like that in that side world that he has in Jane Bob. Yeah. So, sometimes, yeah, sometimes uh, production or whatever casting, they throw people in there for no reason. Well, it'll get people to see the movie. Yeah, but I'm not seeing a movie just for him. It's like Sam Jackson in Star Wars. Am I right? That's actually in, right? incomplete. I know. There's no statistics beyond that. All right, guys, we uh, we're going to be getting into several different things. We got a beer review in front of us. It's yep. going to be an extra special beer review because it's a surprise. It is a super surprise. Is it an ultra surprise? Supreme surprise. There we go. <laughs> do you want to do that first? I think that I like that as a uh, episode name. Supreme surprise. It's actually difficult to say. I too. think we can top that. Well, you can bottom it. Uh, the reason right. it's going to be a supreme surprise. I'm going to keep saying that because I love this alliteration there uh we so i bought tall boy koozies yesterday i went to a blue jackets game which is our nhl hockey team local uh, and they had these extra tall koozies and i was like first of all it's crazy that i haven't seen that before second of all give me two and here we got we got two of them and the crazy thing is uh uh what, what we're drinking is beer but we've got tall boys in it, and these are built for those 24-ounce tall boys. So even a normal 16-ounce tall boy gets fucking engulfed in these things. Yeah, so we can't see what's in here. So I think you pulled them out of your fridge, but you didn't look at them. So these are a su- surprise. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hey, Hi. Mopar, where did you get those beers? Mopar, where did you get these beers at? I'm glad you asked. Drafted, drafted, right? No. Oh, where'd you get them from? Tavor. I finally got my Tavor box. Oh, hell yeah. It's been a bitch. Not not Tavor's fault. It's because I travel, and they tried to drop it off several times while I wasn't home. And they, you need a signature oh, because you got to yeah. be over 21 yeah. and all this shit. Yeah. 
And uh, because I was traveling, I they they showed up on like Tuesdays. I'm like, uh, I'm in West Virginia. You want to sh- fucking ship it there? Or what? What do you have? They pop up to your door like 6 a.m. on a Wednesday. Like, we need somebody to sign for this, please. Yeah. Uh, so that's not divorce fault, but uh, these are a part the of my post office's fault. This is part of my uh, January divorce box. I doubled down on pretty much everything. I got like a cider. I got an IPA. I like one of everything of the featured beers. Hell's yeah. Um. And I, yeah, and I used the code word rogue. Spelled correctly. Rogue. R-O-G-U-E. And that gave me $10 off my first order of $25 or more. It did. It's true. So I not only got craft beer from other states shipped to my face, but I also got it discounted using the the, road, the rogue word. The rogue password. code word. <laughs> the rogue code word. And that's the best way to do it. So, yeah. Check out Tavor. T-A-V-O-U-R. Step one is download the app. Yes. Uh, Find the beer you want. Sign up. And uh, the featured beers, it's like on a, a revolution. So, each day, they'll, they'll just they'll keep pumping out new featured beers. And you say, add two, add one, add three, fucking ship, done. <sighs> the words you choose to explain things. I don't know how. Welcome. If you spell it rouge, you're going to get $10 added to your bill. So do it rightly. Be a speller. Ready for this? A speller. Yeah. This is the first time ever that we've opened a beer and don't know what it is. And we're going to talk about it after we drink it. And I'm kind of excited for this. I yeah. can't believe we didn't think about this earlier. No, this is. And the, the reason I like this. Well, there's many reasons, but uh, not a lot only, of look. all this talking is getting in the way of me having this. Yeah, I'm opening it. Let's let's. I mean, let's let's talk as we chat. Right. Uh. You want to introduce? No, I don't know if he's got anything to drink. No, we're gonna sip on these first, and then okay, and then the Dark Lord is gonna join us. So the big reason why I do like this being kind of an anonymous beer is I think sometimes the labels set a tone. I mean, they're supposed to, but this is like a blindfold just mm. test on it's, just yeah. flavor. Because if it's got a shitty label and like it looks like it's built from the 90s and they have done nothing since marketing wise yeah. you're gonna get like a uh this might be bad and then yeah. you already have that in your mind yeah. and we'll kind of get around the psychology of the of like using that mindset about star wars later ooh, ooh. but uh yeah so i want to go blind in this all right so i'm getting i'm trying to sniff it i'm getting yeah. that urethane smell of the freaking koozie because yeah, it is very new. strong yeah but it sounds it smells like a very uh smells like it's dry hopped I'm just gonna take that guess We'll find out. Seems it smells like a very, very well blended IPA. All right. Cheers. So cheers this. Absolutely no sound. Cheers. <laughs> oh. Ring the drinking bell. Cheers. Yes. Mm-hmm. First of all, perfect temperature. It's not too cold. It's not too hot. This is uh, this is very good. Yeah. This is very good. It's like the IPA. You think IPA? This is what it is. But it's Watch not to it be a paleo. I wouldn't say it was standard because it it is has a little extra there. It's very smooth throughout the drink. Yep. I'm very happy with this. Yeah. No, it's not, and it's not bland or like generic in any bad way. It's just like what you want from an IPA. It's here. It's ready to go. And, and that's I, how you feel about your. Dare beer. I say it's very drinkable? Because a lot I've been turned off by IPAs recently because it's just. They're so heavy. Even if you're into those beers, it's just, it's, they're very heavy hitting. Yeah. They can be. It kind of gives you the profile of like the Columbus IPA, but it's not as heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So same flavor profile, just a little lighter, easier drinking. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, you want to, yeah, let's review or uh, reveal. I'm sorry. Revel. This is a badass can actually. You know, I didn't want to like say feeding and shit. I didn't want to say it. 
because I, I saw them well, as I, I put them in the, the koozies, but uh, this is a very like hand, hand scriptured. I don't even know. There's a lot of colors going on. It's almost like if a Spider-Man Spider-Verse was a beer, this is what the can would look like. <laughs> I can, all right, I feel that. You feel this it? This is the Miles Morales beer. Once he, grows, uh, once he grows up and he's 21. So it is an uh, IPA. Yep. Samo? Samo. Samo. It's actually kind of Samo. difficult to uh, to read here. And it is hopped with Cascade, Centennial, and Citra. There's three of our favorites. The only, only thing it's missing is Mosaic. Uh, I'm trying to find the brewery or there's a, <laughs> it all, it no joke looks like one of those, uh, uh, train like passenger or the uh, cargo trains going by. You just see graffiti, graffiti all yeah. over the fucking exactly thing what it looks like. and nothing's legible. L I C beer project.com New York city. So Long it's out of Island. New York city. All right. New York city peeps, Sean Richard, you better go get this yeah. Long Island, Long Island. What's the C stand for? L I C beer, Long Island city. I'm an idiot. I didn't even realize Long Island City was a thing. That's that's kind of... Uh, I didn't either until I was in New York the most recent time that I was in New York, which was recently. New York City City. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a city city. All right. So as we continue to sip on these, we're going to think about a rating. I'm kind of there. Oh, already? Yeah. Let's. I want to square this away because we got a lot to talk about here. Squared. Solid two for me. Extremely solid two. Yeah. I know we don't like to do 2.5s or anything, but if we did, this is that's probably where I would lie. Uh, so I'm just going to say... But we don't. But we don't. So I de- there's no reason for me to say that. Solid two out of three. Um, digging it. Yeah. Extremely digging it. Yeah. And that's saying something. Again, I have been ordering non-IPAs because I ordered this a month ago. It came with my January, like I said. Uh, the past month, I've been like Pilsners, Lagers, maybe a Pale Ale. And just keeping it a little more lighter. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this is still hitting my scritch. It's always a good sign. I mean, my scritch needs itched. <laughs> On that you won't note. do it anymore. On that. <laughs> so, and again, to, just just go on over to Tavor, guys. And bare minimum, I would, uh, even if you're uh, not a big beer drinker, check it out. Uh, download the app. T-A-V-O-U-R. Uh, download the app. Sign in. It's free to just check order out. Something they're going to shut the podcast down. So, do you really want that? Do you, do you want that to happen? In do you your seriously life? want that? It's going to be on your shoulders. We're going to blame you for this. Long Island City, yo. He says out it's out of, out of Queens. out of Queens. I just said out of New York, obviously. All right. So, without any further ado, we have a guest. We're going to bring him to you. He is a podcaster himself. He's a longtime fan of Star Wars. He hates almost everything that's new, and that's what we want to talk about. Welcome to the show. Dr. Richard, who we're going to call Darth Richard or Lord Richard or something else. Welcome. I, I love having a Sith name. This is really fucking awesome. <laughs> Welcome, man. Thanks for joining us. Um, when are they going to make and, cool- and Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I don't hate everything that's new. I just hate certain things. <laughs> just the stuff that Disney has done. <laughs> no, there's some stuff that I, I like, but I uh, we're, we're just We're going to trash talk each other this whole time. I, I think I'm going <laughs> to love most of it. And there's no possible way that you win. So, because it's... Mm, well, first of all, that. we have a big big old mute button up here that we can just... <laughs> it's all right. He's making good points. Turn him off. I got to use that on you sometimes, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I understand. Um, you want to get into guess, uh, guess Around? Yeah. So, Dr. Rich, Darth Rich. Is that cool? Darth Rich? I love it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what? your, what's your gamer tag? Shunicron. What does that even a mean? A shit cran. No, it's uh, so Unicron, the 
from the greatest movie ever made, 1986 Transformers the movie, with some initials from my last name. What? He made something up. 1986 Transformers? Yeah, the the original Autobots. I was negative two. Oh, shit. Autobots. Yeah, I knew there was a cartoon. I didn't know there was a movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you said movie. It was the cartoon movie. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. You have never seen that movie? I'm not sure I have either. I knew there was one. I'm not sure I've actually sat down and watched it. I'm not sure. <laughs> I just need to have a laugh here. My wife is on the chat asking me for my Netflix password. <laughs> live. Like, hey, hey, great show. But by the way, what's the Netflix password? Live. Live. This is my login. No one. You're going to be maxed out on devices here real quick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. What, what I was going to say is when we call him Darth Richard, when are we going to get into really unique names like I'm saying I'm, I'm sorry that sounds bad but like my mind went went here like Richard the Devastator or like you know with like those classic Roman that's like names. a Viking name yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying like that's cool man you know Vikings in Star Wars bro dude if there was they, they've had like Asian themes with the uh um the uh, Trade Federation guys, they've yeah. had like Irish themed people, they've had English, everyone who's just evil's who's, English. Yeah. And then there's Han Solo, the drunken bastard from Iowa. Yeah. Which we I think he's he's subscribed to us. Um but there's there's all those themes, but that would be unique to have. Yeah. And there's they're starting to do like Hispanic stuff with uh uh Diego. Diego. Throw some fucking Viking. I want to see a polar bear with tusks and who talks <laughs> talks mad shit to everybody and just give him a lightsaber. I want it. I want oh, it. Man. Give me more. What are we gonna do? That's Guess the best this- introduction that could have ever happened. Eight eighteen. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. So Dr. Richard, the first thing that we do after the beer. So the second thing we do is uh, guess the scene. So All right. Mopar's just gonna throw out a random number. So eight eighteen. You said. Mm-hmm. So in episode eight. 18 minutes in, we have to think based on what we've seen in the movie and try to guess what scene is happening right there. I just added a T to the word guess, and I'm excited. And I have a a jump start here because I watched it yesterday. Yesterday before I went to the hockey game. Oh, did you? (laughs) What (laughs) was that? The depths of Mustafar. Oh, my God. That's your Netflix password. All right, guess the scene. Everybody knows what it is. Guess the scene. Eight uh, episode eight, eighteen minutes in. What scene are we looking at? Uh, We're talking about the eighteen minute mark. So, So, I'm I'm assuming we're looking at like the uh, juggernaut or what do they call it? The Uh, dreadnought. The the dreadnought. Thank you. The dreadnought coming in. There's got to be something there. Maybe Poe's fucking space breaking it around the turret. Where where are I, we? Where? I think that had happened earlier than that because that was like immediately after the credits rolled. That whole sequence where they're you know bombing the dreadnought. All right, yeah, I'm but thinking, I think I'm that, thinking the opening sequence is over by now. I think yeah. that I think that bombing run takes a fucking long time because she's fumbling I, around. She she. Uh, I mean, we don't even get to see uh, uh, Rose's sister until we're like five minutes into that bombing scene because yeah. it takes I, forever to take out all the, the other bombers. I would guess you're past it. I would guess we're to, we're past the point where Leia's pitching out Poe Dameron for being reckless. I think so too. When, Every time we think a scene takes really long, it's not <clears throat> in minutes. It's not actually as long as we think. Yeah, you're. I mean, that's a good point. Like we're we're closer to twenty minutes in. We're we're getting there. We're, I mean, that, we're, that's a decent amount to like start setting stuff up. So my mind kind of goes. This is my first thought. Is Rose meeting Finn and he's trying to like run, but I don't know if that's too far in. Oh, it's way too far in. What happens between all of that? 
No, the bombing sequence, Finn wakes up, and then it goes to Octo. Oh, so you think we're already uh, raying it up. I'm going to say my vote Chewie, is... Chewie, what are you doing here? My, that was exactly what I was about to say. Chewie breaks the door open in Luke's hut. That's my vote for guess the scene. I'm going to say he's fishing. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to guess the downed X-Wing. The downed X-Wing in the water. That's like 0.2 seconds of footage. Um, you well, you want to be good? You want to be great? You got to be great. <laughs> There's no bonus points in this game. <laughs> Look, that's my guess. What, right, Darth. What is Lord Richard? Lord Darthard. I mean, I've already kind of doubled down on uh, Leia pitching out Poe Dameron, so... You're wrong. I'll, I'll, I probably am, <laughs> but... I think I we're probably. all wrong. There's going to be a, a stupid scene in here. Oh, Snoke, like, flips uh, a jackrabbit on his face. Remember? With the hot, well, after he after the dreadnought gets killed, yeah, but you said jackrabbit. It threw me off. I was like, when is he fucking with the jackrabbit? Because he's a rabid cur, and I don't. Uh, know. Okay, I understand. Oh wow, Talks, general. See, Talks, we're always yeah. we're always off. So, Rich, I don't so, know if you can see this right now, but we're looking at sixteen. Is the is Kylo is kneeling before Snoke? So we've already seen Octo, and we're back a little bit. So we're at 16, we're at 17, Snoke's arguing with him, he's going to shoot him with some lightning. Lightning's going to be 18. So yeah, we are looking at Kylo kneeling before Snoke in the throne room. I'll be damned. That's what's going on at 18. It's hard to, to as soon as, like, the, the intro scene takes so long, but as soon as that's over, they're cutting to various characters, like, way quicker than we think, well, I, I believe. Yeah, and normally, you got to think that they're setting the, everything up, and all the characters are going to be spread out at the beginning. So yeah. they're going to be jumping around, and then as the movie moves on, characters are going to come together. Yeah. So Ray and Kylo, Kylo come together, uh, um, Rose and, and Finn go yeah. off together, and then everything, it, it simplifies itself throughout the, the breakdowns of the movies. Yeah. What, uh, did you guys get it right? So yeah, if you're listening, did you win, or did you miss the guess and what do you win did you guess the win what's the what's the prize this time donut you said donut last time this actually actually you want to know what you win sure me too i don't know what you win you get to keep listening to this podcast that's the mm -hmm. prize that's the grand prize what else and if you, you lost for? you have to keep listening to this podcast if you lost you have to give us a five-star review on every podcast <laughs> app that there ever is like and subscribe smash the like button get us a new and noteworthy leave us a review hire a new co-host get rid of mopar he sucks <laughs> All right. What else do we have? Well, I was going to say, so off of episode eight. It's been fucking Winnie the Pooh, a blistery day out in this bitch. Yes. Uh, are Twister, you, right? Are you a Winnie the Pooh fan? Did you grow up with it? Everybody grew up with Winnie the Pooh. Thank you. You over here act like, oh, I've seen it a couple times. I grew up with no, them, but I don't know what the no. hell the details Winnie are. Winnie the fucking Pooh. A very blustery day. Yes. Who the hell doesn't know yes. that? Yes. I didn't get that. I'm sorry. Yes. I know Winnie and the rabbit and Eeyore. Do you don't even Digger. know their names? Who's, Winnie what's the Winnie. rabbit's name? is rabbit, right? Mr. Rabbit. Mr. Rabbit. Mr. Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about what's the kangaroo's name? Mr. Kangaroo? No, no that's Roo. Roo. His name is Roo. And Kanga is this his mom, probably. Sorry. Kango. Kanga. And Roo. Kango Roo. Kangaskhan. <laughs> Kangaskhan. Yeah, it's I been, choose you. It's, it's been crazy wind like Twister out here. Uh, yeah, where, and uh, you don't have to exclaim exactly where you're at, but uh, what part of the uh, states are you in? I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I don't Ooh, mind saying that. Rocking this the is, ATL. And I think I said this on the fucking podcast. It still blows my fucking mind what? that Atlanta, Georgia is further west than we are. What? It blows true. my really? fucking mind. 
It blows my mind, guys. Somebody pull up a map immediately. I that's what I said. Because it's just straight down I-75, right? No, you it it's the way the East Coast is built, it cuts in so far. Atlanta what? Atlanta, Georgia is further west than Columbus, Ohio. That's so weird. And it blows it my fucking mind. That's insane. The thing that usually blows my mind is that Denver is further south than Columbus. Yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot of the northern that just does. And well, we think with like all the snow and the mountains and everything, like that would be further yeah. north, but just because it's high elevation. Yeah. Well, and we even consider ourselves, especially where we're from, where we're originally from uh, Cleveland, and we are like the most northern part of Ohio, but Ohio is also like the most southern north state. Like you're so far, and I know that sounds weird, but we get so much snow that we consider that stuff. And then you look at how far Michigan's up, and then Wisconsin, and you go all the way up into Minnesota, and you're like, Jesus, half the country's above us. It's insane. And then, yeah, Atlanta's further west. It blows my fucking mind. That's ridiculous, yeah. I, n- I never would have, I never would have realized that. It, I realized that because the uh, Appalachians, Appalachians, how do you say it? Palachians. Well, we're here now. We're here now. But uh, they kind of like end in Atlanta and the Appalachians are so far east of us. What, they end they, in Atlanta? They go that far? Yeah. I mean, it's not as crazy down there, but they do. It's like in that Can area. They call it, yeah, the North Georgia mountains are the very end of the Appalachian trails. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know. You learn something new every day. Yeah. I don't know what this has to do with Star Wars. Atlanta, Atlanta's in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Never knew that. No, that yeah, that's that's some of those things that when I was traveling to Atlanta, it like we went west, and I was like, "Wait, you're going the wrong way, pilot." I'm a pilot. I'm a pilot. I'm a driver. All right, so uh, Rich, we got to get into some things here. Let's do it. When did you, when did your Star Wars journey begin? I want to know from day one. We've talked about it, I think, a little bit, but I want to hear. Yeah, for the record, Nin- 1977. I I was the I know right. Old man, I was the uh, that was the first movie I ever saw on the big screen. My dad took me, Ooh, and that's I was floored. In fact, I uh, I had the opportunity many years later to take my dad to see Episode Three uh, in Detroit, where I'm from originally. So you know, loving that Midwest vibe. Also further and, west than Columbus. Yeah, that one's a little more obvious, though. I would say. Yeah, I would say so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I I just I remember that experience quite vividly, and. You know, my my childhood was almost entirely based on Star Wars because of that that moment, that experience. I mean, I remember buying my first action figure, my first Kenner vintage. It was uh, the pre-release of Boba Fett before Empire came out, and I remember I didn't know anything about that what? character. But the the packaging was just incredible. And Stop it, was like, it! This flame shooting out of his arm, and I was whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, because the was Christmas he, special. Yeah, but was he like discolored? In the Kenner toy, because he was like blue in the Christmas special. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was the same colors as the actual in the movie. So basically, oh, okay. right before episode five came out, they released him. So that you know the, that first run of original figures came out, and then the Boba Fett figure came out, and it had like in his the, that little fireball on the front of the blister pack. It said from the upcoming movie Empire Strikes Back. So you didn't know, and, and I remember my dad was. He said I could pick out any any figure. And, you know, they had all the guys and I just like was mesmerized by this Boba Fett. And he's like, you don't know anything about him. And and I just was like, just magically <laughs> drawn to Fett and, you know, a cool character yeah. that had like no lines, right? But yet has this kind of cult following. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
all my toys were Star Wars from, you know, probably 78 to 83 until I transitioned to G.I. Joe like everybody else did back <laughs> what? then. And you got to trump, you got to you gotta jump the Transformers, man. Well, G.I. Joe came out before Transformers. Sure, I know. One, one year earlier and then Transformers came like they, you know, but um, I mean, Star Wars was, was wildly influential. And, you know, I mean, I grew up during that period where after 83, I remember... I remember saying to my grandfather, I'm like, the Death Star blew up. You know, what, what, is, is it over? Like, it was almost like this sense of disbelief, like it's over. And and then, you know, it really was almost, I mean, the, the Marvel comics were absolute crap, but, you know, it was almost <laughs> like 20 years, really, like nothing else happened until Dark Horse came around. And then, of course, what Timothy Zahn did, you know, brought it back. And that's when I was in college. So I was like, living at the comic book store to get my hands on anything that Zahn did and any mm-hmm. anything that Dark Horse put out. He's and, still and so just, active, which is so cool. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Because what, what so, was the most recent thing that he came out with? Three Thrawn books. Yeah, he's got another one coming, doesn't he? Yeah, the third one's coming out soon. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think a large part, and I'm, we're diving in real quick. Okay, first of all, what's your what's your background? Like, what, what are we going to be bouncing stuff off of you and why? I want to hear this. Yeah. What do you oh, do? We got music. I got music. This is great. <laughs> Bring the music back. Bring back the fucking music. Oh, the music's here. The music's here. Yeah. Okay. No, there's no, there's uh, no silence. No dead air. So I'm a clinical psychologist. By by background, my my trade is forensic and neuropsychology, which is, which is <clears throat> some real fancy words I'm throwing out. But basically, it's talking about the connection between brain and behavior. And then I would often get in front of a, a judge, jury, and courtroom and talk about all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I can talk about uh, fandom. Uh, I, I've done a lot of that. NBC has asked me to help them with articles on what happens to our brain when we watch football and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of similarities between those two things. And, you know, Star Wars is, is really fascinating. And it's fascinating now because of how polarizing it is, because you really have three generations, three distinct, you know, you do. You have my generation who grew up with it in its original pure form, you know, before special Whoa, editions and all pure, of that. Pure. Yeah. And that was not an accident. So, you know, <laughs> give me more of those air quotes. Uh, and then you had, you know, Cody... You 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 grew up with the prequels, right? Yeah, you know, Commander care. Cody and, and you, you know, Mopar, you guys were prequel era people. Yeah. And then now, you know, my kid, you know, my son is now growing up in the, the sequel era. So it's interesting that you have these you know, these multiple generations that are experiencing a franchise, but everybody experiences it very differently, mm. which is really cool. Well, I, okay. We all right. get to duke it out together. Too. No, 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 no. I'm gonna get into it right fucking now. There from my point of view, I think everything's so tied into, quote, the good old days. This is how I grew up. This is why I like Star Wars. And then naturally things evolve. And I'm not saying for a better, for worse, but things things progress. Things change. And you get to the 90s, late 90s, early 1000s. And we get that set of Star Wars. What's happening in that era? Yeah. And it was a very technological, brand new, fresh yeah, very and I, focus and I, on world building. World building, very connected. Leveraging that new technology. Yeah, yeah. So we see that built into the universe that's played out in Star Wars. And now we're, we're starting to get an even a different one where it's almost... I would say very character-driven. Very character-driven, but it's it's almost connected uh, in a humane way. Like, you, you feel Kylo and Rey, and you can understand each side. Like, it's weird that 
I I almost under I like it's I I understand Kylo. He's there, the, he's supposed to be the evil villain, but I know where he's coming from, and I yeah, understand yeah, yeah. his ways and all this. Darth Vader. I thought he was a fucking psychopath robot at first. Yeah, and that doesn't matter. Like there there is no. Like if I if you sit there and watch episode four and five, you're like, right. oh, he's just an evil. He's fuck. the bad guy. He's the bad guy. There's no insight. Now we gotten to a point where, and it might be part of another part of it is an evolution of film where Star Wars has set up so much and so I think much. There's a, that's a big part of it. So much expectations. Yeah. But things change and twist throughout. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I guess build off uh, or tear down what I said. <laughs> From I'm a certain point of view, I'm a builder. <laughs> I'm a terror. Yeah, I think we have a we have a, a strong character insight that we didn't usually get, especially back in the '70s and '80s. Like Vader was just he was just a bad guy. He's the enemy of the movie. There, That's it. But now with Kylo Ren, is like, oh, he's kind of the enemy, but we kind of feel what he's going through, and I kind of understand what his, what his struggle is. And we get some background, and he like is very conflicted with what he's done. And now Ray pops into his life, and like he doesn't really know how to handle it. Yeah, I think we're we're gonna get we're gonna get mind fucked here in nine. I'm just so. saying. Yeah. I think they're holding a lot back. Yeah. But uh, so from a certain point of view, what do you think? What do you think? As Luke famously said, "Amazing, everything you said was completely wrong." No, I, I'm just <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, a lot of what you said does have merit. I I, I think. Certainly, filmmaking has changed, obviously, right? Yeah. The way that they approach storytelling is very different. But I also think that, and I think Lucas said this himself, he expected episode four to be a colossal failure. He flooded the country when the movie actually released. And so, in his mind, he wasn't going to have a canvas of as many movies and platforms as he wanted to develop characters. So, I don't, I don't know that I fault the story for that. I, I do think, you know, from a, from a standpoint... Of storytelling, I will say this. I think that what Lucas did with Luke's journey and to appoint Anakin's journey through the prequels, um, I think is more connected thus far to the fabric of what Joseph Campbell referred to as the hero's journey. Yeah. Are you guys familiar? Yeah. So yeah. like you can you can break the hero's journey down very easily for Luke, and you can do it across episode four, or you could do it across, you know. All you know, episodes four, five, and six. A lot harder to do that for Ray. Like I don't really know what Ray's hero's journey is, and maybe, maybe we'll get it after the ninth movie comes out. You know, so it, for all of the criticisms that many people have of these sequel era movies, it's it's kind of like you know, Empire Strikes Back really left everybody hanging, and everybody was like, "What the hell?" When that movie ended, you know, we most people look back on that and say episode five was you know the the peak of Star Wars, the best movie. For me, it was. For me, Empire is far and away the best Star Wars movie that's ever been made. So, you know, perhaps episode eight will make more sense mm -hmm. once we see how J.J. fixes all the horrible things uh, in episode nine, right? Yeah. So, uh, I got, I, I got to push back on Ray, though. We had, a, we had an episode after you read the Hero's Journey, like, format, mm -hmm. and we talked literally Luke and Ray parallel side by side and how their journey through seven and eight versus four and five fit like almost perfectly into the story of the hero's journey yeah and actually uh i was i don't i don't remember that exact conversation but i i yesterday when i was watching it and i was watching luke and ray interact i'm like all right both from dust shit planets yep both were very hands-on like new 
I mean, like technological stuff. Sa- yeah, yeah, technology yeah. savvy. Uh, didn't they got into something and they really didn't know what they were getting into? Like, there's so many similarities. They and had then, some power inside of them they didn't really understand. Yes, but but Luke had this defining moment. You know, the moment in Episode Four where Luke sees Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru all toasty and crispy. Uh, that was it. That was the moment where he decided he was going to start this new adventure. And I don't think Ray has had that defining moment of tragedy to where out of that fire was born. I mean, what the, I, I just, I don't, that she stood in front of this cave of mirrors, you know, I, no, no, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I would say in seven is when yep. she, she has the vision of the lightsaber Whoa. and then per- Maz explains to her, I like was, the people you're waiting for are never coming back. And then it finally clicks. Well, that along with the only person she ever connected to was Han Solo. And she watches him get murdered by his own son. Yeah, well, and that lines up exactly with Obi-Wan being killed by Vader in front of Luke. Yeah. See, so we're all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's great. I got to make a quick shout out. We have our boy Jammy is back on the patron, back in the chat right now. And Nicole Serrano, who we haven't seen for so long. Welcome the fuck back. Thanks, friends. We're, we're proving an elder wrong uh, here <laughs> live uh, live on, on camera here. Um, the Jedi archives are incomplete. Well, how much do you think is tied back into uh, just nostalgia? Because, okay, I think- well, I guess uh, let, me, let, me, let me vet this out real quick. You got into Star Wars for a certain reason, whatever it may be. Darth Vader was cool. I like the pew pews, like the 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 ships, everything. At the time, it just felt right. And then Commander and I get into Star Wars. You, I mean, we all, I mean, everything's Star Wars. It's it's a big umbrella. Yeah, yeah. But I might be on the complete right side of Star oh, yeah. Wars, and you might be on the complete left, uh, non politically. I'm just saying, we all got into Star Wars for a different reason, mm-hmm. and I think that's the pull apart. Of the fandom right now. Like, I got into it because uh, Anakin Skywalker is a psychopath and Ewan McGregor is the greatest Obi-Wan I've ever seen. Right. But a lot of people be like, first of all, stop. He's not the best (laughs) Obi-Wan. But when I think Obi-Wan, it's him. Yeah. Yeah. How how much so, I guess, my question is, how much is tied back into just nostalgia? And it was your first thing to, like, expand your mind in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not as simple as nostalgia um, for a lot of reasons. Yes, obviously, and certainly there was intentionality with Episode 7 to have a ton of callbacks to the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. And when the prequels came out, there was a ton of blowback. People hated Jar Jar Binks, Mm -hmm. rightfully so. And uh, there was a lot that people disliked. And, And now with hindsight, people are like, yeah, the prequels aren't so bad. You know, so there is that kind of member berry member of the prequels like people get that and i think that that's good but it's more than that so for example you know in my case it was something that it, it was like this transgenerational thing and it's like sports you have people you know you guys are in columbus so you have people not so much with the blue jackets because they're relatively new in the spectrum of things but you have people that have been buckeye fans for yeah. 150 years yeah. essentially in your in your community right and so it's not just that you remember oh how cool you know having a toy lightsaber was when you were a kid you have this connection to it's something more something like your dad watched it with you or you it's, grew up yeah, you know it's it was, communal it, so you're a part it, of something yeah 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 so there's this this other piece to it that i think runs in parallel with nostalgia 
I also I just think it's so hard I, to define. I guess my point is nostalgia, whether be it Star Wars or something else, overhypes itself. I agree 100%. We call it the nostalgia factor. Yeah, absolutely. So, And we'll go back and watch something and be like, dude, I love this. I haven't, I haven't heard about this since I was 10, and I fucking loved it. And you rewatch it and be like, it sucks. I was an idiot. Yeah. This yeah. is terrible. I'll talk mad praises about something that I used to love as a kid as if it was the best thing ever made, and then finally go back and watch it after 20 years and just, yeah, just cringe the whole time. Dude, it's like playing... This isn't a good... It's a terrible analogy, but I'm going to say it anyways. Well, it's like going back and playing the old, like the original Pokemons for the Game Boy. Like <laughs> that, like, first of all, it was groundbreaking. It was great. It brought oh, yeah. all of us together. It was, it was a very communal thing. And then when you try to play the new ones, while they're better, quicker, easier to play and more exciting, I'll always shit on it because it's just like, but that's not my Pokemon. Oh, the, yeah. There's only 150 in my mind. Oh, yeah. There's only 151. Everything after that is garbage. Fuck this. There's new new kids. Kimon. But, but you, if when, as soon as you plug in a new one, you're like, wow, they actually do different moves and it's yeah. there's color. There's color. I can see different colors and <laughs> I shit. Know. So I, I think the nostalgic factor is huge no matter what we're talking about, especially yeah. when you're talking about something that started before we were born. Yeah. Like how they're, they're, there's, there's such a disconnect already built into that. Like, we have no idea how it feels to walk in and be like, Star Wars, episode four. Like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Yeah. We, it's, it's erased. It's impossible to have that now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's pissed about it, though. Jamie wants to know why we're shit-talking Pokemon. We're, we're not. We're shit-talking we, 152 and beyond. We're, we're shit-talking to people that like Pokemon still. Yes. Like, <laughs> like me. Kidding. Like I'm myself. Ki- I'm kidding. <laughs> just screwing around. So, yeah, I guess my main question, like, fandom-wise is why, and Star Wars and across the board, anything that we liked as a kid that's still going on, same with comics, new comic movies and everything, why are we so resistant to something that's new and tied to the franchise that we know, but is taken in a different direction? Like, why are we so intrinsically hateful of that stuff? And I'm not saying we... I'm saying you. Why? Why do you hate that so much? <laughs> I mean, I intrinsically hate you, Cody. But that's natural. <laughs> you Release sh- your anger. You should be right next to him. Jesus. Gives you focus. Makes you. If I can shoot lightning through my screen. <laughs> I, I would would do so right now. Look, you know the these are two. There's a question of do we hate something because it's different from what we remember in the in in the sense of a movie, or is it is it reasonable? To criticize something, I think what's different now is that if you had cr- you can't criticize something now without warriors coming to the defense of it, no matter what side you're on. And so, yeah. you know, when when there there are some very valid criticisms of all of this, all of the prequels, of the original trilogy, of the sequel trilogy, like there just are. Yeah, and you know, so for me, I don't think that you can just say and you know. With all due respect to Rian Johnson or whoever comes next, like I don't know any of these guys, obviously, and I have never spent a day of my life in film school. But you know, I watched that movie as a fan, and I saw a lot of missed opportunities. Uh, for one, I saw you know the Canto bite scene was stupid, and what an opportunity to bring in Lando instead of Del Toro, who did a great job. You could have had Lando there; that would have made sense, perhaps a little bit more. I would have liked to see Leia, since she was dead in real life, be the one who pilots. The the starship Ooh. into the dreadnought. That's a would've, weird. Would've, 
I'm sorry to cut you off. I never really even thought about that option. I thought we had mentioned it. It's just weird because it was obviously done before she passed away. So in hindsight, that would be badass for her as the actor and as a the blaze of glory to go a out. Blaze but, of glory, you know. But yeah. all at the same time, why the fuck would Princess Senator Goddamn General, General Leia, Leia pilot that ship? No, no one would Send let her. Send BB eight through that fucker right now. <laughs> because leave three people on the goddamn so, yes. ship. Push this one you button know, and kill yourself. I, <laughs> and I and I guess in all fairness, you know, they've they've done a very good job. The story group has, you know, like I read I I don't read all the novels like I used to back in the day, but I did read the one Leia Princess of Alderaan because I was bored and I and I just read it. And so you get to see much more of that character fleshed out with the the Laura Dern character with the colorful hair. I don't even remember her name. Um that's how memorable she was. Holdo. But, Holden, yeah. That's just because you Holdo, Holdo, saw, Holdo, saw Holdo whatever once. the hell her name is. Yeah. Um you know, so you've got those kind of characters that don't really, that I felt that was a wasted opportunity. And again, you know, now here's where the nostalgia piece is what really pissed people off. So people who are of my generation have been waiting since 1986, so 30 something years for the triumphant return of Luke Skywalker. And he was a whiny bitch. All right. He was <laughs> a whiny bitch in the first three. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop right there. Because we're jumping also 30-some years in the timeline. Before he became a whiny bitch in 8, he brought back the goddamn Jedi, had a Jedi temple on a planet, and was the Grand Master that he was in the uh, Legends books. So not, let's it, not let's not act like he that still can't exist. Yeah, no, it he can't exist, up. and they can they can tell those stories, and they have you know between you know the Disney streaming service, whatever they call it, and mm -hmm. comic books and novels. Like they can go there if they choose to, but for where, but that hadn't been given to people. So the expectations that's of on, people, that's on those it, people, yeah, the expectations are completely on the viewer. Because I That's right. Absolutely. But you're but you're I I would venture a guess as an unscientific guess. Uh but if you went to the average Star Wars fan who had grown up with the original trilogy, that is not how they were expecting Luke Skywalker to be portrayed. I can't fathom that people I can would, would have that. expected but that. What I would say in response is that it's it's now Ray and Kylo Ren's storyline. For sure. And, and Luke and that, Luke has a role to play and he can be a mentor and we we get a little and, hint. Of, and I think there'll be more of that in episode nine, you know, yeah. as a force ghost or flashbacks, or whatever so. they do. Yeah, yeah. And, and that'll be cool. That'll be cool. But I, 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 think thought, the, I think people who were aggravated by the movie have every right to be aggravated by the movie, just as those people who love the shit out of it have the right to love the shit out of it. But I, no. I wouldn't say they can be aggravated that they didn't get the look that they wanted. They can't be aggravated at the movie because it wasn't a bad movie. Well, okay. That's your opinion. I think you're digging into a lot too much right here. So <laughs> I guess I guess what I would say, just let's focus on Luke. Bring it back to the surface. Let's far. let's focus on Luke. Just because he didn't meet your expectations doesn't mean he still can't be cool. So I this I think that's the disconnect. Like I want let, let's just say, for example, I want Grandmaster Luke. I want him to be fucking wise as fuck. I want I want him to be Yoda 2.0. And that's what I expect. You walk in, and he. This is what we got. Right. A, a broken Luke. Right. Why? Just because it didn't match up with your expectations, is it now shit? But you guys I, just proved my point about society today and where we are in in the social media, Cody. You just said just because Luke does wasn't whatever doesn't mean it isn't a bad. It doesn't mean it's a bad movie. Right. 
who are you or anybody else to say a movie is good or bad except the person who, that's, who yeah, chooses that's, to that's see it? That's an opinion. Yeah, that's yeah. Kind of right. It's an yeah. opinion. So I, I, I think here's where we're so different, and this this goes for sports, and this goes for all movies. I mean, they're you know we're seeing this with the Ghostbusters movie and the remake. Like people, people's opinions now are in a public sphere like they've never been before, and are lightning rods because. You know, like attracts like. And this is something, you know, when I was in graduate school, I did my doctoral dissertation on the impact that the internet has on personality functioning. So that's kind of my bag. And what was really interesting is that you, we have, because of this, this basically this 24 hour information cycle that we self create and we self perpetuate, we are as a society less open to differences now. Mm-hmm. than we've ever been. And I'm so, offended. Everybody listen. You're like, wait, no one right? cares. Yeah. And also you're wrong because this, this, and this. But <laughs> so, it, so, it so that's part itself, of what, what feeds into all of this. That's yeah. part of what feeds into the fandom tearing itself to pieces. And you yeah. have now these two polarized sides saying, you know, new, you know, this movie is shit and, you know, only the, these are good because these, you will find, you'll go online and you're going to go and find people and people are going to find you that share the same opinion you have. And so now you have this, it's, in psychology, we refer to this as confirmation bias, that you, yeah. you're you basically getting information fed to you to support the idea that you believe, whether it's accurate or whether it's a, co- a cognitive distortion, to use another one of our fun $5 words. And so, but that, that works on both sides, right? So, and then, and then you also have the anonymity of the internet so you can have these flame wars and people can go wild on each other feeling like, you know, if you're really disgusted with something, you may or may not actually say to somebody's face what you would have the balls to say on a message board, right? Or on Twitter sure. or something like that. 100%. So that's also an element that didn't exist during the first two set of trilogies, which is really interesting. I mean, I guess yeah. technically by the time episode three came out, that was what, 2005? So we had some of it. Like, you know, we had social media, even forums, though it was pretty mainly and stuff. Forums. And I think, uh, you know, MySpace was the big thing in 2005. So, you know, it existed, but not like today. It didn't have the proliferation that it does right. today. So it's, right. it's just very different. It's, it's such a complex question to unpack because there's so many distinct elements that influence the, the question that just didn't exist yeah. 20 or 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. All I'm saying is the holiday special did exist and no one takes that like what? Who the that hell was likes the, the holiday second, special? That was the second Star Wars thing that ever happened. No one likes that though. First of all, no. Why are you mad? Cuz I get fired up. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying that we 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 want we see Star Wars and then you're uh, like, "Oh my god, oh my god, what the fuck's going to happen?" And you get Star Wars the holiday special and you're like, "What the fuck is happening why where are you going with this though everything's shit star wars (laughs) sucks that's all i'm saying it's just from a certain point of view i was this age when i saw it so it's great and you're that age now you're wrong i am of the era that saw the holiday special and it was the worst piece of shit that has ever been made so i don't think that there's no there's no nostalgia for that. I mean, shit is shit. Like that yeah. was, you no, know, B, it, B. Arthur and the Love Day song. I mean, it was ungodly. But ungodly. I, I do think there, there's a, an aura around the original trilogy. Like it's untouchable. Like you can't critique it. And then you start, if you, if you, 
are a human being. You can you can Google shit like uh like the original episode five uh Empire Strikes Back like reviews, and then you're like, actually, people did not like that. Right. It was actually heavily criticized when it came out. And like Lord Lord uh Wrong over here said it, it, left, a, it, it left you hanging. You it left it, it left it left you hanging just as much as episode eight. Now I, I do agree, I think episode eight and episode five are complete I think they're almost so different, they're the same. Like they jump around so much, they don't actually spell out what exactly is happening. And they are very up and down. Yeah. You go see a fucking space pimp. And now he's living in the fucking clouds, and Darth Vader is is there with Boba Fett, and you're like, "Oh, I saw that ass hat from the holiday special. He was blue." <laughs> and but anyways, and then you and then you see Luke sucking on, uh, you know, fucking megalodon tits, and you're like, "All right, I know this stuff happens in the Star Wars universe. First of all, why do I need to see it? Yeah. What point are you? What what emotion are you trying to evoke here?" Like, are you trying to say, okay, Luke's a, a man of the land because he's a farmer? As he grew up as a farmer, and him being near the sea, he's like he's sucking okay. every tit he can get. There's also okay. just some weird. There's also just some weird shit in Star Wars. What the, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess my point is, every Star Wars film, I don't care who you are, every Star Wars film has bad stuff in it. Yeah, like, agreed. They, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, they all do. But the difference is, and I don't know that the original trilogy is untouchable, but I think it was so groundbreaking in so many ways, and it was the foundation mm. of so many things yeah. that people hold it to a higher degree of reverence, you know, because it's like... That's it, exactly. It's the, gen it's the genesis of all of it. So right. I guess that's a good point. Do you think that because everything else caught up to Star Wars, that now it's more difficult for Star Wars to be... On, a, on its own pedestal. Like, you already push the boundaries. Soundtrack, uh, you know, uh, special effects, all this stuff in the 70s and 80s, and then now you're barely living up to your own boundaries that you pushed. We got all these I, Marvel movies and DC movies that are, like, fucking flashy and stuff. I would disagree. I disagree as well. I, I mean, even even I remember, to, to pull back some, some more childhood fun, I when I was watching Return of the Jedi for the first time live in 83, there was no point in my viewing where I would turn to my family and said, wow, you know, boy, the, the shading on those lasers really look amazing. Like it was, you know, it was about the story. I think it was so immersive and you were rooting for those characters so much that, you know, that's what carried those films. I mean, Return of the Jedi wasn't even a great movie. It was uneven. Um, the Ewoks, you know, were only yeah. a merchandising element. You know, they they originally were supposed to be Kashyyyk, which would have made more sense. You know, so as the movies go, I mean, I think most purists would put Return of the Jedi kind of down the ladder. I mean, I think Episode Three was better than Return of the Jedi. Ooh. I, I, I like I like oh, Rogue yeah. One more than Return of the a lot more than Return of the Jedi. Of course so, you, do. you know, he's correct. Yeah, he's a doctor because it's right. <laughs> but uh, very nice. Yeah, you're a class act, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying I, I agree because I, I have Rogue One. I have Rogue One and Episode Three very high on my list. Yeah, they're very they're very good movies. Uh, but but even then, like, so here's something funny about Rogue One. Like, everybody went ape shit 
when it, they didn't put the text on the screen, but you knew it was Mustafar, right? And so it's funny because everybody hated on the prequels for so many years. And then you have a two minute scene on Mustafar and everybody was like, Mustafar! See? You know, like it's a, it's a big deal. See, I think you guys are going to come back. You guys as a camp of people that hate the new movies are going to come back around. I don't around. hate all the new Whoa, movies. In the I future. Just he just said I he just loves hate- Rogue One. No, I'm just saying like episode seven and eight, for example. I didn't dislike episode seven. Okay, good, good, good. So just, I liked just, episode seven. But just as a general like reference, like if there was a lot of lashback backlash about the prequels, but when you come back around ten years later, everyone's freaking out about it. They love the Clone Wars. They want to see Ahsoka and Anakin and Obi Wan in the cartoons. But, they want but to see that's, Mustafar that's a little and all these different. things. That's a little different. And, and I I will say this, like you know, and now having a kid who I can go and watch these movies with, as I rewatch episodes one, two, and three. There's stuff that just makes me cringe. And, and yeah. every one, every time Jake Lloyd opens his mouth, two, every time Jar Jar opens his mouth. But I will tell you that by the time, by the time they are off of when they have rescued uh, Palpatine off of Grievous' Star Destroyer, whatever mm-hmm. they called that thing, that movie is some of the best Star Wars that has ever been made. Well, it's it's almost like you see the peaks of the Jedi, you see the peak of the Republic, you see the peak of the Sith. Everything's coming to a head. So episode three is just like creamology. Stop. (laughs) Creamology. It's culmination. It is. It is. I have no... It's culmination of everything. Yeah, I have nothing to say bad about that. And that's a weird thing to say because like the original trilogy, you built up like what everything uh, came from. Like this, these these are the remnants of the good times. We even we even talk about all the Clone Wars and the Jedi and a more civilized age and all this shit. Yeah. And then we fucking get the more civilized age. Yeah. And we start. I think it's a. Uh, I think the prequels were underappreciated because of the bad. Well, because of the issues people had with it. Jar Jar, the obvious stuff, bad acting, bad lines. There's a lot of stuff built in there that obviously could push you away and you'd be like, this, I can't do this. But if you sit through it and actually take in what it was good, like the the the, the galaxy building of it, they really pushed on the uh, uh, the aliens, the creatures, all the species, the ships. We're seeing Naboo Starfighters. We're seeing pod racing. We're seeing all this shit. And you're like... Back on Tatooine, the battle at the end. Dude, yeah. it's... you. Then you start really... All right, let me take a step back. Yeah. All right, fuck Jar Jar. I get see, it. See, I get I, it. But I, then you watch the rest of it and you're like, this is actually really good. Well, I, I watched a YouTube video about initial reactions to episode one based on like past forum comments, like actual forum posts and comments. And I feel like it was very positive initially... And then people saw it again and again and again and then started to like let it like ruminate on it and then compare it to the original trilogy and that's where it really started to go downhill. Like initial reactions were like fucking A, it's Star Wars. All right, let me okay, I'm kind of backtracking, but all right, let's say I got into Star Wars for the characters. You got into Star Wars because um I don't know, I the world say the it world because building a particular element. I would say because you saw it at this particular time in this particular place, don't you think? But I think there there what there had to have been a spark. I know how we hate that 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 word. But there had to have been a spark that said something inside that's like, whoa, I'm into this. Whether it was all it could have been a trailer to a movie. It could have been a video game that you then you you're playing and you're like, a fucking lightsaber? What is this laser sword? If we're yeah. gonna get into it. But like, oh my God, and I can block stuff and I'm like almost impenetrable. Like, oh, 
yes. What what what's more what what is there? Oh, there's three movies and then there's three more coming out. And you're like, yes, just give it all. Or was it, dude, Darth Vader looks like a fucking devil. Let's I, do, want, I want I want more of that. Yeah. Or was it like I can relate to Ray because I'm a little white girl or something? I'm just saying there's there's one million reasons why people get into Star Wars, and there's one million reasons why people like Star Wars. Yeah. So why am I gonna sit here and say the original Somebody's trilogy reason is invalid. Well, yeah. So yeah. It, we're, we're we're arguing over nothing. Your opinion's wrong because <laughs> you're not me. Well, you're right because my, I'm not you and your opinion. Like, it's all a bunch of shit. We're all Star Wars fans. I know it's hard to remember that sometimes. <laughs> no, that, that's what I want to get to the root of. Like, I feel like there is there is a community here, but because of how heated things can be, especially on Twitter, online, especially with the new movies and how they're different than the other ones, it's it's easy to forget that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Celebration for that reason. I think uh, something like Celebration does bring everybody together. Because whether you loved Episode 8 or hated it, if you're a big Star Wars fan, you're going to goddamn Celebration. Yeah. And you're going to look at the Darth Mauls walking around and you'll be like, fuck yeah. You're going to look at the fat-ass Kira's and be like, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to be looking at all of it. Stop it. You're going to look at Alden Ehrenreich? Like, yeah. Yeah, baby. baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I guess let, let's get into the thoughts uh, so, on that, man. So, well, thoughts on what? Just I don't. Do you have any re- any response or is there any is follow there up any, to that? Is there I really any culmination? Was, I really haven't been paying attention for the last ten minutes. Or, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I I think you know. Yes, I mean the celebration is awesome because it's in that moment everybody is kind of forgetting the their their little clicks that they feel that they fit into. It's just Star Wars, you know, and the issue with this Star Trek video boy fan, you know, the video game fanboys, the Sony people versus the Xbox people, like it's all kind of the same stuff, right? Like we assign uh, importance to this, reverence to this, almost to a religious degree. In some ways, I think, I mean, obviously, like there are people in like in the world that have are Jedis for real? Like that's their religion. Like there are people who speak Klingon, yeah. and that's what they do. Like I, I mean, the fandom and there's extremes, right? Like you know, there, there's there are people who live their life and they're like, yeah, you know, cool, a new movie's coming out. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to take my kids. You know, awesome. And then there are people that live, eat, breathe it, sleep it. You know, worship it. I think again, the danger is twofold: is that one. You know, what was previously, a, uh, I guess, a fringe element for, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way, just it mm-hmm. is what it is. Those people can now come to light in ways that they couldn't otherwise because the internet enables everybody to have a voice in ways that nobody could. And it also offers the safety and protection. Like if you were at a Star Wars convention, if you went to a celebration and you felt really strongly about episode eight and how good or bad it was, you again, I, I kind of referenced this earlier, you would never probably, unless the person was much smaller than you, say the kind of shit to people to their face that you would have the balls to say over the safety that the internet provides. Yeah. That, you know, you could be sitting, you know, a thousand miles away and just absolutely attack people with yeah. no consequences whatsoever. So I think that's a huge part of it, you know, that, yes, we're all Star Wars fans. We all come at this from a different perspective. Um, but I think it's okay to not like something 
And who are who am I to tell you what you should like, and who are you to tell me what I should like? But that's, that's true. the difference. The difference is now is that people feel empowered to, you know, attack opinions that are different than their own. I guess the only thing I would say in response to that is that sometimes it makes me sad that people that are fans of Star Wars can't look past a few elements in the new stuff to get to really get into it. Like I feel like there's a lot there. I'm not talking about you specifically or anybody in particular. Just if you didn't like seven and eight for whatever reason, I feel like there is a lot there to love if you are a fan of the Star Wars universe. And I don't want things like Luke wasn't what you expected to put you off of really getting into the new canon. Well, but, I, and not, not even like that you should or shouldn't. It's just like, I want everybody to enjoy that because I think it's enjoyable. But like, if you watch the original trilogy and Luke was the reason why you like Star Wars and then you see Luke in eight and you're like, wait, I that's suppose. not my Luke. That's not my Luke. Yeah. I mean, it's there's there's a uh, ignition. I almost said J- the other Jimmy, word. Jimmy has an offensive comment here. He says, "Well, I just I just lost it." Chat by the way. He said something along the lines of, "Off of what you said, that we're all Star Wars fans." He said, "No, not everybody's a Star Wars fans. There are people that are fans of the original trilogy, and then there's Star Wars fans." Mm, but they're. I mean, the original trilogy is Star. Everybody, like if, you if you're only, a Star if Wars, you only like four, five, and six. That's not a Star Wars fan. That's, that's kind of what that's, bull, just that's bullshit. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, I think this is okay. I, I don't agree. I'm not paraphrasing. So, Jamie, if I'm wrong, please. Yeah, no, no. I, I think uh, Jamie right, is, is a Sith Lord confirmed. Yeah. This, this is going to sound weird, but yes. not that I agree with him at, at, at by any means. But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of the uh, dynamic there because there was nothing before the original trilogy. There was nothing based. I mean, that was the start. So everybody else, like I said earlier has zero idea of how it feels to watch the original trilogy like like you. I don't care who you are. I could have a son, keep him in a box for 10 years, and then show him uh, episode four. And he still somehow is going to see a lightsaber, see see something, build a Lego. I mean, there's going to be something small, and he's going to be like, oh, I, I know this. Yeah. So it's impossible to act like, we, we understand what uh, the original trilogy originals have experienced. Yeah, I understand that. Because everything else, just okay, just because everything else was shit in the 70s doesn't mean the original trilogy was the greatest thing of all time. Hey, Alien came out in the 70s. My point exactly. I think his point is that if you only like three <laughs> out of ten <laughs> movies, that makes you a fan of those three movies and not the universe as a whole. And mm. that's a very strong point, but it's still Star Wars. I know. It's still Star Wars. And actually, I think I've made that same point in the past, but I would probably rescind a little bit. I mean, isn't that kind of like saying I I hate to I hate to get religious, but that's almost like saying if you're, you know, only a fan of the Old Testament that you don't believe. Yeah, it's kind of kind of close. You know, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I think that, again, you know, I can be a fan you know, like, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on this show. I like Star Trek 2. Uh, Star Trek Voyager was the absolute worst garbage that has ever been produced. Mm-hmm. I can I can dislike Star Trek Voyager in its entirety and still be a fan of Star Trek in general. That's so true. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know that I, you know, with all due respect to whoever put that in the, te- the chat box, I don't know. I, I think that, you know, you can, Star Wars is Star Wars. So I, yeah, I don't think the, the the fact that people try to break it up and the fact that we're even talking about it broken up is kind of weird, actually. The f- All right. 
Well, Commander just quit the podcast. He can't handle it. He really enjoys episode eight. I think he has explosive diarrhea. I don't, I don't know what's what's going on it, here. Something is running down his leg. <laughs> confirmed. Confirmed. Um, I guess when we're talking about Star Wars as a whole, I think that even means something different to everybody. When I say Star Wars U, you probably think original trilogy first, and then there's everything else that trickles down from there. I when someone says Star Wars to me, honestly, it's the Star Wars games that I were that I played throughout the nineties. I played TIE Fighter, I played mm-hmm. Knights of the Old Republic in the early thousands. Those were the games that actually got me into Star Wars. So it wasn't even So that makes it, the conversation even more complex because now Star Wars isn't just movies anymore. Star Wars mm-hmm. is novels, Star Wars is comics, Star Wars mm-hmm. is toys, Star Wars is multimedia, the video games. games. So, yep. You know, it makes it an even more, it adds another layer of complexity to what defines Star Wars. Yeah, it's it's gotten to a ridiculous... Ugh. It's, it's so frustrating because there's, there's so much Star Wars to love. There really is. If you like goddamn IG-88, who had I, 10 seconds of screen time, there's a series and a fucking game about them. There's books and comics and everything. You could love Star Wars just liking IG-88. I like IG-88. Well, he's kind of fucking badass. That's <laughs> why is. you like him. Yeah. Uh, he's actually my, arguably arguably more badass than Boba Fett. Boba, uh, we just got, we just confirmed IG-88 is better than Boba Fett. I didn't say that. You said that. He, conf- he confirmed. Don't listen I, to him right now. But yeah, he's lying. <laughs> he's lying. He's a liar. <laughs> I'm a liar. Uh, but we were talking about the uh, grand scheme of what Star Wars has become. It started as movies. Yeah. And now we got books, games, fucking comics. We got toys. We got all this stuff. It's become such a multimedia thing yeah. that you could get into Star Wars. And my argument was, I hate Star Wars. The only thing I liked was IG-88. But guess what? There's a goddamn comic series. There's 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 games. He's involved in all this stuff. And you could, yeah. you could enjoy so much media on just one character that you like. Yeah. That it could be ridiculous. You could be overwhelmed. But, and then you're like, that's my Star Wars. IG-88's my Star Wars. Yeah, that's the best part about it, I think. I think that too. That is the best part about it. Yeah. You can pick one fucking thing. One fucking thing. This, fu- is, like, this I is like, like kumbaya. This, this is the moment, right? This is this moment we're all in agreement. Yeah. 100%. Let me take my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is getting sexy real quick, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Jamie's pissed over here in the chat. Uh oh, he's pissed. What That's is he saying? Right. What do you What do you got, Jamie? I don't know if I want to say it. What does he say? You Whoa. can't call yourself a Star Wars fan if you have if you hate everything after 1986. I mean, there's there is value to that, but at the same time, dude. Who cares? But that's also trilogy. drawing a line, right? Isn't that that that's drawing the line? That's saying I'm making the value statement that you can't be X because I perceive Y. That's what's happening there. I would more so say you can like, you can hate everything after 86, but if you're trying to prevent people from liking what came after that, that's where the issue really lies. But that, but that's what Jamie's doing. Jamie's saying you're not a real fan. Yeah, Jamie, what the hell, bro? Jamie, yeah, Jamie. I, I don't even know you, Jamie. Come back into the Patreon. We got to, we got to get, we, yeah, let's, let's get Jamie on. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, but like, isn't that the point? Like, it's, it works both sides. There's two exact sides of the coin. You yeah. know, for somebody to say, you know, you're not a true Star Wars fan if you don't like episode eight. Bullshit. Like, you know, we we have the right to like whatever the hell we want in whatever mm-hmm. way we like it. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's true. No, I, I and I completely agree. I think the best thing that's ever come out of Star Wars is uh, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the Revan series, and we we get nothing out of it. Yep. There, it doesn't even exist anymore. I was no. going to say, it's Legends White, now. and The canon is gone, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's crazy that that could even be... I, that's crazy that I can be a human being and sit that's here and say... That's a great thing you brought up, too, because remember what how people went ape shit when Lucas... Uh, books made that announcement that everything all the Zahn stuff everything I had read everything with the exception of like the Vong stuff that came out and it got mm -hmm. kind of wonky after that but like up to that point I had read every single Star Wars novel that had come out because for, that was like continuing Star Wars like I couldn't get enough of that and when that happened at a at a cognitive level, at a rational level, I understood that. I was like, yeah, you know, they're making these new movies. They kind of need to get their story group in order, and it makes sense just to make a clean sweep. Like what they're going to do, you know, you're going to see Fox X-Men fans lose their shit when Marvel yeah. announces that Hugh Jackman's gone. And right. he, he, everybody, like everything that's happened in every Fox, you know, X-Men movie doesn't exist anymore. You know that's coming. Well, and yeah, so when, sure. when, when that happened with the Star Wars novels... People went bananas. And I get it. You know, like, again, like at a rational level, I was like, I get it. But I'm just like, man, you know, these stories I read meant they were so great. And now they're, they don't exist anymore. You know, and at but Knights they of do. the Old Republic, great. Let's, they do. Let's they not do, act like they don't not, exist. They exist, but they don't. They're, it's like an Elseworlds thing, you know, like they're not part of the. Come on, it's that's it's like it's like a minor league thing compared to mm, the, the, the no. true. Canon. I mean, we don't even. We all were right, first, all right. Whoa, 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 whoa! We were really mad at first. First of all, let, let's just say because I, I think uh, you were upset. You said you were upset with the. Uh, I was. They, how, I how was they, upset, but, they, but I got over it. You know, I mean, it, you know, it didn't ruin my life. <laughs> well, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, but like the, you were upset of how they portrayed Luke in eight. Well, that, Pro yeah, probably, sure. and I'm assuming based off of the novels that you read, of how Luke was in the Legends now, right? Because he was a badass in the Legends. See, I thought he was a psychopath that could do whatever the fuck he wants. He became God Luke, and when I see Episode Eight, I'm like, thank, oh, thank not God that he's a fucking human. Thank that the he, Maker. He fucks thank up. Thank the Maker. He, yeah, he fucks up just like Luke. I'm sorry, just like Yoda. Obi Wan fucks up. All the good guys fuck up. Why is God Luke? I'm just saying, and I'm not trying to say you're wrong or right. I don't right. think it's God Luke. I, 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 oh, he I was didn't. using force goddamn lightning on people. He went to the dark side for a fucking vacation. I had enough of this shit. <laughs> He's like, I'll try this shit on because oh, I got nothing else to do. Black cloak. Uh, force choke and kill everything. Eh, I wasn't. Oh, it was just a weekend. Las Vegas. <laughs> Let me come back. <laughs> Las Vegas. What happens on Corsa? <laughs> what happens on Narshada? I'm just saying, no matter what your what your mindset is, I think there's a way to like Star Wars. I don't care where you're from, who you are, where what your parents are, if they were junkers or goddamn speed racers. <laughs> everybody I, hug it out. Everybody Big hug space. it out. Star Wars hug. Yeah. And I think that's what, if we had more face-to-face -face time with people, like if we could talk about Star Wars reasonably, like on a podcast or something like this, instead of oh, one person makes a YouTube video with one point and the other person has to watch it and then make a YouTube video with the counterpoint. Can somebody like, can somebody commit to giving Jamie a hug? Can Jamie, we do Jamie, that? Jamie, we love you, Jamie. J A M M Y, Jamie. Jamie, Jamie needs a hug. Jamie, Star, Jamie. big big episode four. Star Wars hug. No, what do we? You know what? Star Wars hug, bro. <laughs> you know what we're gonna do right now? And big sloppy Gungan hug. It's the kiss. Uh, what are we gonna do right now? You know what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna go through each movie 
and say what we like and what we dislike. It's like an icebreaker. Like it when is you an say ice- one good thing and it one is, bad thing. There is an it is an icebreaker because, like we said earlier, I don't care if you're the biggest Star Wars fan of all time. Each movie has your like, what the fuck was that? Stop that. Yeah. But I'll keep going. Yeah. So, would you, with uh, with all the honors, would you like to start from episode one or do you want to go in uh, a human? I, I, I mean, I think we could probably do them in chronological order because we've all seen these movies and from a story continuity standpoint that probably makes sense okay all right so begin with episode one then episode yeah. one uh, the best part of episode one and and uh, the worst part from in, you in your best opinion. and worst would you say one thing you love one thing you hated because best and worst is subjective yeah no yeah. i that's what i want is your uh right. best and worst okay. best best and worst all right i'll tell you what i loved about episode one and it gave me goosebumps when i saw it in the theater when darth maul revealed that pulled his hood back Right before that final battle with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, I remember the whole theater because I saw that opening night, like a midnight screening, and everybody gasped, like, whoa, Mm. like how badass Maul was. And then the double lightsaber, you're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I didn't know you could could do that. Nobody had seen. Well, they ruined it in the trailers, actually, so we did know. But, um, yeah, that was pretty amazing. That was really, for me, that was the coolest moment of the film, and, and I was actually... You know, in that, like, really at the edge of my seat, like, wondering what was going to happen. Now, what what fucked it up for me, and this is a good lesson for anybody uh, who likes movies, I actually had picked up the soundtrack before I saw episode one. It went on sale on Star Wars Day when all the merchandise went on sale. Mm-hmm. And track, like, 11 was called Qui-Gon's Noble End. That's son of a bitch. Oh, I was so, I, that I was sucks. so pissed. Spoiler! Uh, can, yeah. How did they not catch that? That sucks. Wow. Yeah. So I knew that he was going to die, and I was pretty aggravated. Qui Gon's death scene. Main character yeah. dies. Main character. Track dies. eleven. <laughs> Track eleven. I mean, it was it was really quite aggravating. But um, All right, so, you know, what do you hate? Then? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Now I want to. I this is going to be a long fucking episode because this this is great. Uh, so after everything said, how do you feel about Maul? Uh, completely as a character. And let's just keep it within it's the uh, movies fa- because he... Okay, but but you can't separate him now, I don't think, because like I'm influenced by his character development in Rebels and Clone Wars. Okay. So I don't view Maul the same way that I would have if I just viewed him, you know, where he basically had four speaking lines, he was a badass fighter, and then he got cleaved in half. Well, so, just be- yeah, but just because they didn't Boba Fett him and kept him, keep, kept him going... I, I have I have my issues with them keeping him going too. Why couldn't they bring someone else in but, or whatever? But to, to your point, um, so to, to keep it to the movies. I mean, my you know I I thought he was cool, but I also recognized, and everybody recognized who saw episode one, you know, in the theater, that he he was just a placeholder. That everybody knew. You know, when, when Palpatine puts his hands on young Anakin and says, we will watch your career with great interest, everybody knows, mm-hmm. right, what the ultimate outcome is. And I think that was part of the challenge of the prequels is that you already knew what the end was going to be before you saw the first second of that trilogy. You well, might even, not have known how it was going to wind up exactly, but you knew it was going to wind up with Vader in a suit. You yeah. knew it was going to wind up with, you know, Yoda in exile and every and Obi-Wan on Tatooine somehow. Well, even the episode one poster was little child Anakin with the Vader. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what? You, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. So you knew. Right. Yeah. You knew. All right. Uh, I so, guess you want to go. You, you ready? What's your favorite part of uh, episode one? Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, I think. See, I think a lot of people and would I'm not, not say that, but scene. go ahead. I'm talking just in general, but 
Yeah, are we Qui-Gon doing? Are we doing just in general, or are we doing scenes, or can we do whatever the hell we want? Like, what I are think the it's rules? when you watch episode one, if you're gonna rewatch it, like, why? Why do you rewatch? Because that's this. I want to see this. Yeah. What's your favorite part of it? So? Yeah, I say Qui Gon Jinn. I mean, he's when people ask us our favorite Jedi, it's either between Obi Wan or Qui Gon, and I think Qui Gon. A lot of that is because he goes against the grain. He goes against the Jedi Order. He is a little more rebellious. He talks more about the Living Force and less about like the politics and shit of the Jedi Order and of uh, the Republic. So, you know, he's just dropping knowledge about this entire movie. Mm-hmm. And I love him and I love Liam, Liam Neeson's portrayal of him as well. Um, do we do favorites or do, do we do worst part yet? No, not yet. Oh, sorry. Right. I'm going to do my favorite. And I'm going to I'm taking a fucking way back seat because I'm going to be completely different. Not a character thing at all. I'm going action. I loved, especially as a kid seeing it, the fucking pod race was bananas. Yep. <laughs> it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And even even now, I watch the Blu-ray, which is the extended. Uh, oh, my God. Keep it fucking going. I love the pod race. The four battles at the end that are happening, all this action in the Naboo Starfighters, Fighters. And you got Darth Maul, and then you got the uh, the queen running through the fucking bananas. And, and then the you, Gungans and, the and then the Gungans yeah. are, are attacking the droids. There's so much action. The fact that they had a droid army out in this bitch and their tanks coming in. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, this is the first time I've actually seen war in Star Wars. Get that through your fucking mind. To me, to me, to me, I'm sorry. But like like when I watch four, five, and six, I see a band against a death ball. I see I see Darth Vader against his son. I see, and then in six, we see a pile of shit try to throw someone down a vagina, sand vagina, yep. and then some teddy bears. And then some teddy bears. I think that's what the prequels did for me was bring war to Star Wars. Yeah. We finally see battles and space battles, and and I mean this is very loose because. Obviously, there are space battles in in uh, episode four. Yeah. We're doing a trench run. That's really cool. But I'm talking large scale. People are dying right fucking now, mm-hmm. and it's and it's not even well. Let's talk about when Queen uh, Amidala says, "My people are dying," and uh, we literally have seen zero people die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that that was it. The battlefield, the action. I thought be, th- there there's actually consequences going on. In Star Wars, all of a sudden, the good guys might fucking die. Boom! There goes Qui Gon Jinn. You're like, what? Is I Noble, like Noble that dude. Qui-Gon some uh, not only Qui Gon, but Darth Maul. We've got both sides of this They're shit. Both noble ended. So I, yeah, I think it was just the action. I think Episode One was the action for me. And yes. it's funny just because like the pod race for how small that is, I fucking still love it. Oh yeah, it's great. It's so cool. Oh, it's amazing. So I'm sorry I went off because that's that's <laughs> the reason why I watch Episode One. Oh yeah, I want to see the action. There, there's no character building. There's bad. There's bad lines. Like you got Jar Jar fumbling around the whole fucking movie. Move that aside and let me see some blaster fire. I want to see a Queen Amidala fucking running into her throne room. Let's do this I'm gonna shit. Watch episode one tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm getting hard just thinking about it. Let's. <laughs> All right. So what do you hate about it? <laughs> Worst part. Worst part of it. The acting. Yeah, that's, that. I mean, the acting was terrible. Sure, and even the big names, <laughs> I, 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 and I'll, I'll just lump on. That's my, that's my least favorite because, like, um, Liam Neeson, even uh, Ewan McGregor, like the lines were like, "What are you doing? You're a good actor. Why are you doing this?" Yeah, it was bad. The only, the only uh, person I actually liked in the entire movie was uh, Palpatine because you yeah. just like. He's fluffy and likable, but he ain't. <laughs> but Stop he ain't that shit. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Yeah. 
I think I'm going to cop out and say Jar Jar. I think I can stomach some of the lines a lot better than I can stomach just dealing with him on screen. And that's obviously like the main complaint about that movie. So it's kind of a cop out, but at the same time, it that's is a, what it is. Well, uh, and that is that is a cop out. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't say something else. That's all. What do you think I was going to say, Mopar? Uh, the entire movie. Yeah. The directing is terrible. Wow. The fact okay. that George Lucas directed it, I think it's awful. He wrote it as well. Just embarrassing. All right, let's run through these real quick. Just episode episode two. two, is there anything good? Don't do that. Don't do this. <laughs> Go ahead. I think the thing that I liked about it, there were, there were parts of episode two I liked. I wouldn't say that I loved the movie, mm-hmm. but it, it did a good job of building some key elements. You know, you have the beginning of the Clone Wars. I really like that end scene with the first time you hear the true Imperial March and it shows all those clones being loaded into that version of Star Destroyers. I thought that was exceptional. Um, I sure didn't like the the, the droid factory or the, the factory Ooh, scene. Yeah, that's that, bad. That was Very really dumb. Really dumb. Uh, but they did, a, I mean, and and I didn't love the sifo stuff, even though they kind of came back years later in the Clone Wars and tried to explain it. I didn't love that. But it was pretty neat to find out that Boba Fett was a clone. Like, that was cool. Yeah. You know? So you got a little bit of that backstory, even though yeah. it wasn't much. Yeah. Um, I, 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 think, I think Episode 2 is better than Episode 1 in terms of, direct, oh, wow. like, pushing the story forward. You know, like, you can... Uh, who, what is that thing called? The gorilla viewing order of the trilogy, you know, where you uh, start order. with machete, excuse me, gorilla machete. Like, and it basically, the machete order says you can, you can omit episode one because it really doesn't push the overall narrative forward. It really doesn't. Uh, I prefer, and I, and <laughs> largely in part because of uh, commander, uh, I prefer episode one over episode two now. Um, but episode two, I think what they did well is the development of Anakin. And I think that's a kind of a, uh, a skew thing because his acting was still bad. A lot of the scenes he was in were still bad. The romance scenes were fucking horrific. <laughs> they were so terrible. And we're, we're, we're talking about like 99% of what he's in is bad. Yeah. But yeah. you see him start questioning Obi. And you're like, that's not supposed to happen. You see him getting frustrated with uh, Padme. That's not supposed to happen. You see him murder sand people. That's not supposed to fucking happen. And you start, I think the, the, almost like the, the character development of him, even though it's through bad scenes, is the reason why I would watch episode two. You start two. to see him slipping. Yeah. Oh, it's and it's not just start. He slips like four yeah, or five no, times. Totally, totally, he about totally. fucks that pear that he you see that thing? He's not supposed <laughs> to fuck fruit. Stop fucking fruit, Anakin. It's not natural, Anakin. It's, not, na- <laughs> it's not an organic pear. You gotta calm down. Um, I'm gonna agree with Dr. Sith Lord on the worst part is the droid factory for sure. I Listen, can deal yes. with like I yeah. there's romance going on. It's a little cringy, but mm-hmm. I can deal with it because I know where it's headed. Mm-hmm. But the droid factory is just a pointless a- action sequence for no reason whatsoever. Oh, yeah. There's I mean, nothing out of it. There's like nothing can- out of it. Like Cringe. Canto Bite. Oh, what? I <laughs> half agree with you. I half agree with you. On <laughs> yeah. That. I mean, you, we'll you like. There. We'll get there. Yeah. 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 We'll get there. Uh, favorite thing. Oh, man. I think just the overall mystery aspect of it. Like, there was times when I would be watching episode two and I would dislike how it was kind of slow moving. But looking back on it, I like how mysterious things are. I like that Sifo Diaz is mentioned and we don't know who the fuck he is because the fact that the Jedi are supposed to be this pure order and something's wrong and it's because of the Jedi's 
mistake or he turned or something. I just, I, lo- I love that. I like the whole mystery air of the movie. So, and not that I'm going to retake or take back what I said, but Shinobi just reminded me that Yoda fucking fights Dooku. And this is the yeah. first time. This is, that and was especially, cool. That especially was very cool. As like a twelve year old or a thirteen or whatever, however old seeing we were, Yoda with his seeing lightsaber. Yoda do that now with that little tiny lightsaber that was oh, so uh, dude, <laughs> I know. But like how athletic and agile he was, you're like, no wonder he's the fucking Jedi, fucking Master Core, you know. So I was, but looking back now, it's kind of cringy. So it's weird how it hits you because that's exactly what I wanted to see as a fucking twelve year old. Yoda, be a badass, yeah. live up, live up to your title. And now you're like, I think the fight's not cringy. No, and I agree. I think the action is. It's pretty- just more so. Looking back on it, watching five and watching eight, I almost think that Yoda shouldn't have a lightsaber at all. At that point in his life, but that was I mean? that was his issue. Yeah. Episode three, I'm torn. The, the good best part about episode yeah. three to me was literally everything after Order sixty six. Everything. I mean, That's, I just, so it played out exactly how you had imagined it. I or? mean, it was just it was so dark you know it's so dark you know like it was so horrifying to watch you know the jedi get slaughtered one by one and Mm -hmm. you just knew like because palpatine had been setting up the chess pieces for these three movies and you just knew that was the end game and and overnight not overnight instantly the empire was born and it was just like holy shit um that all of that was incredible to me. You know, the only thing, the only critique I have about episode three, and it's not even that big. I mean, there's some stupid dialogue in it, and the thing with the the oil slick and the super battle droids and R two is kind of cheesy. Well, but I mean, that's a minor. It's a minor complaint. I mean, I I think I think of the the prequel trilogies. I think episode. Th- I said it earlier. I think episode three is the best one. In my and you, you even said it was better than six in your opinion, which is going. Yeah. That's that's a large leap for. Uh, I love it. An ori- for an old for an old man like me who's so set in his ways, right? <laughs> I yeah, didn't no. say it. I didn't say <laughs> it. I didn't say it. I just thought it. Yeah, Commander, I know. <laughs> just kidding. Um, just kidding. Yeah, I, I I think episode three was very well done. Very yeah. well done, Commander. Uh, do we do? Do we? Oh, go ahead. It's I, you guys. I wouldn't be Commander Cody if I didn't say Order sixty six was probably my favorite part. And my yeah, least okay. favorite part was the fact that the clone that I hired to fucking shoot Obi-Wan missed, and he survived. Just kidding. Fire! All right. Damn it. What do I hire you for? Right. Stop. What do I pay you for? Come on. Uh, least favorite. Wait, so your favorite was at the like the events of Order 66? Order 66. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's been leading to that point throughout the prequel trilogy that the Jedi are this supposed to be the sacred religion. They have everything in order, and it just is crumbling movie by movie and finally it culminates in Order 66. Palpatine outsmarted everybody. He mm-hmm. worked his way into the Senate. He's in control of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. It's fucking insane. Uh, least favorite part. Give so, your best favorite part. Let me think about it for a second. Uh, well, that's that's awesome that he has to think about it. He puts episode three so low in your list and you're like, <laughs> I can't think of the... Well, hold on. What line was that that I disliked? You're welcome. Uh, episode three, I 100% think every fucking thing this is the this is the movie that i wanted in star wars at the perfect time i watched the original trilogy i've watched one and two where did i want it to go and what what did i want to happen exactly what they put on screen the jedi fucked up sidious won darth vader's born and just let the twins fucking float into the original trilogy it's exactly what i wanted it really is I, I have such high praise. There's such small things that I don't like. Uh, the the lines. There's a lot of lines that are like, 
<laughs> of course he said that. Stop it. But I'm going to sit here and say there's not one thing in the, in like, as opposed to one and two in the rest of them, there's not one thing that I'm going to be like, get rid of that. Because uh, even Jar Jar's not barely in it. No, he's not really. Dude, you're talking about, we're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker facing off. We're talking about Yoda and Sidious facing off at the same fucking time. All right. You're like, dude. I'm going to be controversial. Let's do it. Somewhat controversial. And I'm kind of going to say like the high ground. No, I, <laughs> the high ground. No, that's like, very, You that's, have the most epic fight culminating in the battle of the Master and Apprentice, two of the best characters in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it ends with the high ground. No, that's a very good point. Like, and, yo, I'm three feet higher on this pile of rocks than you are. I just, I don't know. I feel like it was a really, really, really low way to end that entire epic battle. Agreed. It's a cop-out. I'll say that. It's a cop-out. Like, you're supposed to cut off the other three limbs. How are we going to do it? Well, he'll be a, he'll be up here. Like, uh, you know, all right. I also really like it, and, and <laughs> I, I know I've already had my turn, but I, I think it's worth mentioning. The tension, that that shot of, Aunt, of uh, Obi-Wan standing at the ramp of Padme's ship Ooh. is so intense. Mm. So intense. And apparently the original screenplay was very different. I read that it had, uh, she had a knife and Padme was supposed to stab Anakin and murder him. And she had agreed to do that and uh, quite, quite different. But I just remember seeing that moment, seeing him there and and Anakin, who's already so twisted, putting those thoughts together, Mm -hmm. thinking that, you know, he was with Padme, which was pretty wild. Um, Yeah. Really, really an amazing scene. I was caught up in the theater. I, I still remember that. Yeah. I still remember out of all the prequels that I saw in the theaters, I still remember being really, really, really caught up in that ending. Very emotional when he was on fire, like screaming, like tearing up. Look, and I like, hate you. Oh. You're like, oh, I know, I know, fuck. I know. He I know. hates him. It's so, it's, it's, uh, I think they did it so well. And we'll, we'll jump into four real quick, but I think they, they, they did the twist of Anakin in the perfect way. Yeah. Like it's, it's not like, he stopped his toe and then he and then he just murdered younglings. Like it was a slow descent. Like we're gonna plant this. His dad, her, or his mom, his mom dies, and then he doesn't agree with Obi Wan, and then Palpatine gets in his ear, and then he fucking chokes his wife, and you're like, whoa, bitch. I yeah. get it. I get yeah. it. He's fucking pissed. Oh yeah, he's fucking pissed. All right, episode four. Well, technically, Rogue One. Do we do yeah. Rogue One? Do Let's, we got to do Rogue One? You know right? what? You know what? Because we're we're I, th- I think we're uh, tied for uh, time here, a little bit. Let's just do uh, the original trilogy. Keep going. I got to take a piss. Rogue One, what do you think? <laughs> Everything. I loved Rogue One. I know. I, 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 <laughs> I know you know. Uh, it was, I, just, I, I have to say that. It's, so, it's just, I find it so funny. I, I'm not the only one, Commander I know. Cody. I know. Um, I love it too. I'm not saying I don't <laughs> love it. I just think it's funny because all the original trilogy uh, praisers are like, Rogue One, that's it, man. X-Wings and TIE Fighters and Death Star. It's it. I I thought, you know, people criticized that for having characters that were kind of shallow. Yeah. And I, I guess they kind of had to be shallow because, you know, we you didn't really want to develop those characters. You wanted them just to be a point on the timeline and then die. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought all this, I thought the stuff with Tarkin was really cool. Even mm-hmm. though the CGI wasn't amazing. Um, you I know, thought it was. It, 
I mean, a lot of people complained about it. You know, it didn't bother me seeing it in the theater, but seeing him and Krennic, their rivalry, and I had read the book too, the, the prequel to Rogue One. So, um, you know, I went into it, you know, with some of that perspective, but I thought the stuff was Krennic was very, very cool. I thought seeing Mon Mothma, you know, same actress from episode three, aged oh, a bit because yeah. it had been some time. Very awesome seeing yeah. seeing Jimmy Smith's back as Bail yep. Organa was super cool. Uh, so look at that. Some nostalgia for the prequel a little bit, it right? Was awesome. It was uh, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was very well done. I didn't I didn't think that creature was necessary. Oh, the, yeah, the uh, Borgallet. The, yeah, the, bor- yeah. the brain-sucking, whatever that was. Yeah. I thought that, that was an unnecessary element. And there were some forced cameos like R2 and 3PO and Ponda Baba and Dr. Vezion, whatever his name is. Like those were not critical in any way. Um I think that I, was that was probably the cringiest part of that. Yeah, but I, I thought Rogue One was just a dynamite movie. Yeah. Dynamite. I agree. We we're we are big, 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 big fans. And I will say talking about Rogue One, mm-hmm. the Tarkin showing up was one of the biggest surprises I've ever had seen a Star Wars movie in theaters. Like, I feel like we get so much information in trailers and speculation, and we're all trying to theorize that not a lot of things are really left to be surprises in the theater. And seem like Krennic walks into the Death Star, and then it zooms in, and Tarkin turns around, and that blew my mind. Out of anything else in that movie in the theaters, that blew my mind. It's crazy that uh, that that was the goosebump moment. Yeah. Like, and the hallway scene. First but, of like, all, the 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 balls. To have to do that, yeah. Whether you're going to do it right or wrong, they, I think, I personally think they killed it. I think they did a great job with him. But to have the balls to even try that, you're like, yeah. Oh! And the weird thing is, uh, he has such a pivotal moment in, or a role in Episode Four, but that's it. Yeah. And then you're just like, all right, Tarkin is the Death Star. Tarkin Death Star. And then you and then you get Rogue One. You're like, oh, it's him. It's him. I get it. Uh, what was your cringe moment of... Uh... I didn't even go yet. I'm going to say Scarif, the battle, was actually oh, yeah. my fav- favorite part. Dude, same of the things that you listed for episode one in, on Naboo, mm-hmm. bringing the war to Star Wars, I think. Mm-hmm. Scarif was so... It was so in your face. It was such a crazy action battle sequence that we've never seen in any Star Wars movie. Even after that, even stuff in eight and everything was just not on that scale. So the fluidity be- was, between the the space battle yep. coming down and then having the aerial battle and then coming down to the the actual battleground or whatever, yeah. and it was floating and it oh it was weaved so well. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, least favorite part is Borgallet. Oh, that's a very good point. <laughs> uh, I will. You want to know what my favorite part of Rogue One was? Is the fact the fact that the good guys lose. <laughs> the good guys finally fucking lose. And yeah. I know we just talked about the prequels and the, the Jedi die, but I never had issue with the Jedi because they die, they do die. Oh, the first movie, Obi Wan dies. It was always the rebellion that was the do gooders that nothing happens and it's all fucking happy dancing, fun games, and let's. Yeah, it was just it was just crap to me. I never was a big fan of the rebellion until Rogue One. They're murdering people for information. Mm-hmm. I think that's the coolest thing, right? Like they showed that it's not so clean cut. Kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm going to hijack the conversation. People are bitching about Star Trek now because they're focusing on Section 31, which is this rogue element that doesn't abide by any rules. They do whatever the fuck they want. It was the same thing, you know, when Diego shot that guy. Dude, oh, that yeah. was a cool moment. 
to show that the rebellion is basically has to get their hands dirty. One yeah. of his the, fellow soldiers. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It, it muddies, like, you're going to slow me down and get me stuck here. You have to die. It, it muddies the waters. And the fact that he was going to kill Jin's father. Yeah. Like, just just to, you know, prevent X, Y, Z or whatever. Yeah. You're like, these people are... And they bomb Jin. We're, we're talking about... Dude, when... when when her dad's out there on a platform, he's she's crawling up the fucking ladder. They, they didn't mean to bomb Jin though. They they tried they to also call didn't give a flying fuck. That's true. They didn't give a fuck because she she didn't mean anything to him. Yeah, we're, we're, we, means to we, an end. We brought her in to get rid of her dad. Yep. That's why, and we're gonna bomb them all. Fuck them. Insane. Uh, I love it. Uh, What's your least favorite part besides Borgallet? No, I was gonna say my favorite part. Is actually <laughs> that was your no part. no we're I was still building off you guys dirty rebellion uh, awkwardly enough K two S O is yeah. my favorite part of Rogue One because it was, it was good I think finally yeah. <laughs> finally there was like a droid that I'm one hundred percent okay with and I'm not talking shit about R two D two I'm not talking I think he plays that rebellion game where he saves everybody he does everything right he understands everything I'm like ah C three PO you know and then you finally get like. He's a her, her, an actual heroic droid. Yeah. He does what needs to be done. He sacrifices himself, which should be programmed in every fucking droid. Sacri- whatever you're programmed to do, end game would be you die to save the humans. Yeah. I fucking loved it. That That's the first time ever, ever in Star Wars I teared up. I didn't give a fuck about Han Solo dying. <laughs> I didn't give a about any of them else i don't care it was it was the fact that a droid made me tear up and i'm like this is a spinoff film stop it Mopar. but boom they did it right uh what i didn't like was uh the fact that they put our R- R- <laughs> the fact that they put c3po and r2d doing it but yeah. they did put chopper in it and yes. bo- and, wasn't it. and Borgullet. Borgullet was like... <coughs> Borgullet was just stupid. Yeah, I completely, yeah, I completely agree. All right. Uh, four? Four. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep it rolling. You starting off. For Everything four, for great. me, it was, it, was, it was the hero's journey for Luke. It was, you know, you, you connect with this character who's just this 16-year-old farm boy and, you know, begins his journey to a much larger world, as, as Obi-Wan said. Um, you know, as a kid... There was nothing I disliked about it. As an adult, I think it's kind of silly that they went and said, you know, uh, only Imperial Stormtroopers blasters are this <laughs> accurate, and they couldn't hit a fucking thing, you know, for the rest of the next two movies. Mm, so good point. Uh, that was kind of silly, but um, a minor critique. I mean, I, four four was a wonderful movie. Uh, I will actually bounce off of him. I think the character <clears throat> development. Whether it was Han Solo, who I completely believed, what whether it was the old space wizard Obi, I completely believed, and Luke. While I'm not a big fan of Luke, I think they built him up in a in a great way. Uh, he was innocent. He was kind of a happy go lucky. Even though he was down on his luck, he felt happy go lucky. He like he was the last hope. Like you, you just feel it. It's built in there. Um, I think what I didn't like was uh, no one's gonna die. Like even the guy that died, Obi Wan, he he just said, eh, "I'm just tired," and he just passed away. <laughs> can I can I make a really interesting point that you know not to interrupt, but I think it's very interesting because we're all big Star Wars fans and we're going through our movies chronologically. Not one of us gave a shit to mention Solo. I well, we were we were talking about Solo here. Where 
in the chat. We're getting Everyone yelled at. Like, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. We're, we're getting yelled at. And that I, I'm and all, I give many shits to talk about solo. Yeah. But it's in, but isn't it? In, but it's interesting though. I think you know that we, you know, we can think of Rogue One because it literally was it's almost like the opening crawl of Episode Four. Right. And then it fits chronologically. Right. And you know, less so people. Is that your favorite thing about Rogue How One? How did we not talk about the Vader scene in Rogue One? Because <laughs> I, I kind of feel like it's a cop out. Oh, uh, it's also a lot, hard. A lot on. of people feel that. A lot of people feel that that was a forced scene, you know, just to have it in there. Mm. Uh, I thought it was cool to see Vader in his prime slaughtering exactly. rebel mm. soldiers. You know, the, I mean, the, I, I the, liked it. And the best part about it was that it was rebel soldiers. It was like fodder for him. So it wasn't yeah. like as intense as he got in the comics because you can't show that on screen because obviously we know what Vader was like in 4 through 6. It was like the perfect balance of showing him in his full badassery without going too far. But I feel like it was a cop-out to say that was my favorite one, but I'm a cop-out, so it is. It what is are you saying about 4? About 4. Uh, worst part was the droids, I feel. Mm, that's a very good the point. Desert, bumbling around, talk, listening to C-3PO talk about nothing for like a half hour at the beginning of the movie. It's a very slow start. It is. It really is slow. Uh, best part is, I think, Obi-Wan, I would say. He's dropping knowledge. I like Obi-Wan. He's a, he's a really good old mentor in that one. I was out. This sounds really bad and cringy of me being like a, a young Star Wars fan, but I was really trying hard to think about what my favorite part of episode four would be. Because I'm like thinking about the space battle. I'm like, yeah, it's it's cool. The trench one's cool, but there's space, space battles are way better. Vader's cool. He doesn't really do much. Tarkin's cool. He dies. He just yells at some people. Like, Luke's still a bumbling fool in this one. I don't like the droids. Leia gets penetrated by that ball. <laughs> right? Why'd you, say penet- about- why'd you say penetrated? <laughs> penetrated. She, she did. <laughs> I understand, but why? She get- <laughs> Look, you, my, your minds can go wherever the fuck you want. I watched her get penetrated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to episode five. Uh, episode five is all crap. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Everything's uh, bad. Womp is sh- bad. Shit movie. And episode six. Favorite Wops Ewoks. Bad. Ewoks usually. <laughs> yeah, love. Uh, so yeah, episode five. I think this is gonna be. I think this is gonna be the pivotal one. Episode five. Let's go. Let's go. Episode five for me was Luke getting his ass kicked by Vader in the Revelation. As a Ooh. kid, there was not. I mean, just mind blowing, mind blowing. The 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 hero. Fails finally, and I'm your daddy, bitch. Yeah, I mean that At was like time. so much so that he decides to kill himself. I mean, like that's pretty crazy. That's pretty dark, you know. Like he's like, yeah, you could chop my arm off. I'd rather be dead than live with the fact that you're my father. That's pretty Ooh, heavy. It is. Uh, I never what, really thought about it that way, honestly. That Luke was just giving up and like I thought he, he was trying to, to find a clever way to escape. I guess, I never really took it that way. I guess I never saw it as he was, you know, like. Oh, I'm I'm gonna angle my way down this pit that I've never been down or never seen a schematic and hope to land on a weather vane eventually and psychically call my sister. He was trying to die. He was trying to die. Well, it I wasn't written wasn't written in the ancient Jedi text that he <laughs> dies. So, yeah. uh, what's your least favorite? I think that they had to spend thirty minutes repairing the Millennium Falcon, and you know that was seemed unnecessary. But that took a while. Yeah. Hmm. It's just a small thing, though. Commander? True. Uh, favorite part, I'm actually going to say the training on Dagobah. Uh, we've complained mm-hmm. time and again about Yoda being goofy as hell, but he does drop some mad knowledge there, and it's nice to see Luke put in his place because that's a big complaint I have in the original trilogy is Luke being a whiny dude that's just bumbling around, barely surviving one thing to the next. 
So to see Yoda actually dropping some knowledge and kind of putting him in his place is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, cringiest part. Ooh. Wampa. This deal's getting worse <laughs> every time, every time, every time. <laughs> Wampa. I would say the Wampa, the Wampa Cave, and the fact that how did he get frozen on top of the ceiling? The Wampa had to hold him there for like three hours. And yeah, just the whole Wampa thing. Uh, he gets his freak on with his sister. <laughs> that's funny. That's the best part. Next. You know, this is... I'm still saying it. That there's so so many hard ties. And not that they're the same movie, but the eight and five are so up and down at the same time. You're like, what? Who? What the fuck is happening? Ooh. Oh, hey. I'm actually going to say my favorite part was the Yoda and Luke back and forth. The training. Uh, my least favorite is going to be Yoda and Luke. <laughs> and fucking training. I think uh, they, they. I love did, that though. I love that answer. I did think they did so many parts of that so well. Oh yeah. And the fact that he was a puppet, one thousand percent thought he looked fucking perfect. Sure. But when you're like riding the back, and then you know, stand on a hand, and this this is how you defeat Vader. Stand on your hand and whistle, whistle, twiddle me do, and like <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is he learning here? What is he learning? What Did is you he say actually learning? Twiddle me do, twiddle me do. That's right there, Jesus Christ. Twiddle me do. I'm just saying. Uh, I I love the dynamic. I love that Yoda puts Luke in his place. Says, shut the fuck up, bitch. I am. Yo, I mean, I am the I the great the grand Jedi Master that you're looking for. But I'm also a little fucking psycho, and I fucked up, and nothing that I say is right. Nothing that I say is wrong. It's from a certain point of view. So it's uh, that dynamic. There's so many good things in that movie. I love Hoth. I love almost everything about Hoth. Yeah. I think it's one of the most unique things in the original trilogy. The snow planet, the walkers, the, the shield generator. Oh, yeah. And Vader fucking lands and starts walking through the rebel base. You're like, dude, he's going to fuck someone up, even though it doesn't really happen. Dude, right. He's like right there. You're like, oh, yes. That was the first thing in Star Wars I ever saw. I would rent episode five on VHS and watch the Hoth battle. And that's it. I didn't watch anything else because I didn't know anything about Star Wars. I watched the Hoth thing on fucking repeat. Yeah, Hoth is great. And then uh, to his point, the the end. Dude, Vader versus Luke, yeah. you're like, are you kidding me? Come on, baby. Yeah. I love this shit. Six. So, uh, six, go ahead. Vader's got to be Vader's redemption for me. I just, that was such a cool moment. And what do you hate? Everything the, else. The Ewoks. <laughs> the, hated. the lead up to <laughs> Vader's redemption. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, the song. <laughs> the song yeah. at the end was, was horrific. Yeah. Be- before they they changed it. Um, I have a different perspective on that tune, though, because I'm just used to playing Assault on Mos Eisley in Battlefront 2, and the soundtrack was like all those cringy mm-hmm. songs were on the soundtrack. Yeah. So they're just singing Yub Nub, and you're walking around slaughtering everybody slaughtering. <laughs> Battlefront. Uh, I'd say favorite part is I would say the throne room in general. Uh, just the Emperor being a fucking savage. Luke really being tested, finally, from one way to the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fight between him and Vader looks really good in that one compared to episode mm-hmm. like four. Like that fight seems terrible. Five is good, but Vader's really toying with them and they, it really looks great in, in six. And then I would agree with you on the Ewoks. Um, I, I, my first instinct was to say Jabba's Palace as my least favorite part, but that's the special edition version. The despecialized or the original, original, original. The Jabba scene is way better. 
So, yeah, I would say the Ewoks for sure. Teddy bears defeating the 501st armor with rocks. Yeah. Um, rocks. <laughs> what the fuck? Limestone, right, bitch. <laughs> Limestone. <laughs> Marble on your ass. Marble on your ass. Uh, I will completely agree. The Emperor Vader Luke dynamic at the end. So be it Jedi. That was my fucking goosebump moment. So I was like, <gasps> so be it Jedi. Like my father who's standing right in there. He's going to kill your ass. And so be it, bitch. I'm like, oh, 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 let's do it. Uh, everything leading up. I'm not a big fan of the movie. Uh, Jabba. I'm not a big fan of the whole Jabba stuff. It's like dragging me through the mud. It's a lot of droid stuff, and I'm like, ah, come on, come on, let's get it. And even the uh, Luke stuff where he's, well, there we go. No, no, no. Vint. Oh, there we go. Salacious crumb. Vint over here. Star Salacious of the crumb. Yeah, star of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, just. Yeah, it's weird because it is it is the peak. Like you you got that's what you wanted to see. Luke Vader Emperor. That's what and that's what we got. Yep. Um, the redemption's actually a little shaky. Like I kind of wish. I'm glad he died first of all because we we actually were talking about what if Vader lived and he lived his days out as a Jedi. You're like jelly donut. Jedi. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! So I'm glad he died there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Jabba. Ewoks is probably my my number one. Ewoks, yeah. yeah. Rocks to armor. Yep. Episode 7, go. I think Shui Were Home was the moment for me, the goosebump moment for Episode 7. What was it? Shui Were Home? When they walked when they, on the Falcon. When they walked on the Falcon. Mm. Yeah. That was super yeah, cool. That, that is a very good point because, like, they're saying it, obviously, for viewers. They're not saying it as characters like, we're home. Like, uh, you're from Kashyyyk and you're from motherfucking. Like, what are you talking about? No, but that means something, though, especially after seeing mm. Solo. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. Okay. It means something. Or what do you hate about Seven? How, how Phasma really didn't have any kind of a significant role and how they dealt with her character. I was expecting a lot from her and this is my expectation you know but yeah. um you know they threw her in a trash shoot and it wasn't very exciting so mm-hmm. yeah that's what i didn't like about seven and part of me <laughs> wonders if they did that as a joke like it's just like boba fett he's, right he's right. really cool shiny but... silver boba fett exactly yeah. yeah oh man least favorite part i know for sure is the wrath tars oh, i forgot that's about weird. the wrath that's weird because i'm not <laughs> okay go ahead i don't have major issues with i know Rathars. that one offhand like I really love that movie. I think it's still my favorite Star Wars movie. We've it has been since it came out, and the Rathars is really the only part. Where I'm just like, okay, yep, they eat a bunch of people. Let's go. Let's get on with this part. Everything else I love. Um, favorite part? I'm having trouble deciding because there's so much of that movie that I love, and I can't really say Kylo because he really comes to his own in eight, and I love him in eight more. So uh, my favorite favorite part. Why don't you go? I'm gonna keep thinking. All right, I'm, I'm gonna, this, I'm, gonna I'm, I'm gonna start off with my favorite part, and this is such a specific thing, but it gave me goosebumps. Is the fucking Hitler scene with mm. uh, with yeah. uh, Hux? Hux. Yeah, yeah. Holy fuck! Now the outcome of that, where they actually destroyed the Hosnian system, was way downplayed, and I was like, I don't really give a fuck about any of this. Yeah. But the the scene leading up to it, that Hitler stuff, everyone was lined up, and he's screaming with the violence, and you're like. 
Holy fuck, this guy's evil. Like, yeah. like Kylo Ren, Ky- Kylo and Snoke are supposed to be the evil guys, and this guy's like, murder everything. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. this guy's mad. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's mad. Uh, I guess my least favorite part. Uh, this this might come off very wrong. Finn. I do not like Finn. Really? Yeah, and I think 8 solidified it, but I I like the dynamic of a stormtrooper going rogue, mm-hmm. but how he did it, how he played it, uh, I was like, I never really cared about you. To be really honest, I don't care if you die, I don't care if you live, I don't think you add anything to the other. Uh, I, th- I know they tried to like hard tie Finn and Ray and eight, like oh, I would just how's Finn? How was Ray? And I'm like, no one really. I I personally I don't care. Interesting. Like if because that was supposed to be the the Han Solo. He's supposed to be. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Champion City racist as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. I'm not I'm not a big Finn fan. It's okay. He's okay. a kind of he's like the bumbling. He's like the Jar Jar. It, it's wow, kind of weird. That's pretty strong. Shit. Oh yeah, yeah. He better hope he never beat John Boyega. He's gonna kick. He's ass. he's the Jar Jar Han Solo. Like you're supposed to be like a badass rogue, but not really. But kinda. But and then an eight, you're a hero, but not. But kinda. I could say I could say a little too much joking around for somebody that just defected from the most savage order that the galaxy has seen in a while. Yeah, I don't a little know. Little too much like happy go lucky. Like you're on the run for your life, pretty much, you know. Yeah, I don't know what it. I can't put my finger on it, but something about Finn. I'm just like, <laughs> Savage Nicole says I would have liked Finn better if he died. But wouldn't that have given him more meaning? Like if in, totally. if Rose hadn't actually knocked him out of the way of that mini Death Star laser, like he would. I, I would have been cool ways. with that, you know, because that that's noble and heroic, you know. Yeah, but it was like it it, it was a. a complete culmination of his character i defected i'm gonna stop them i stopped them right and to, to let the the resistance go i'm I like yeah uh favorite part for me i'm actually gonna say for seven the uh the lightsaber fight i thought it was really really interesting to see a lightsaber between three people lightsaber fighting one who has no idea what they're doing one person who's a pretty good warrior but has never used a lightsaber and then kylo ren i thought the the difference there was interesting and the fact that Ray really comes to her own in that fight and ends up winning the fact that Finn gets his ass kicked but Kylo Ren is really just you think he's going to be a badass but he's not in that fight mm-hmm. and a lot of people like are really mad about that they feel like Ray shouldn't be able to win and at first I kind of thought that but looking back on it it's just obvious that Ray, that Ren is not where he's where he wants to be in that fight and the fact that he loses and the fact the, w- the way that he loses I think is really interesting we just never seen a fight like that. And the fact that it takes place in that forest and then the fucking ground splits open when the... No, there's there's a lot of cool visuals in that movie. There's a lot of cool visuals in that movie when, like, Han Solo dies. Yeah. And there, there's, like, the red and then it goes dark yep. on Kylo's face. And you're yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh! Someone's, yeah. Yeah, someone's getting fucked today. Oh, Penetration! Man. Yeah. It gets penetrated, too. Yeah. Penetrate? <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> The final Jedi. Do it. I liked the lightsaber sequence. Even though I hated the outcome, I thought the throne room sequence with, you know, Kylo Ren and and Rey was pretty amazing visually. Yeah. Um, And I reserve judgment on that scene until we see if there's, you know, some more information about Snoke in episode nine. Some people think he's not even dead. You know, who knows? Um, 
Canto Bite for me was, I, I just think it was an unnecessary scene. It was filler, the riding on the Fathiers or whatever they were called to escape. That was, I think, equally stupid. So I, I just didn't like anything about that sequence. Yep. Favorite thing for me is probably Luke. Uh, he is dropping some knowledge that we've never seen, never mm-hmm. heard of in the movies. And it's stuff that ties us back into Old Republic. Just the way he's talking and what he's talking about. The Jedi don't belong. Like, the Force doesn't belong to the Jedi. They don't own it. There's balance. There's dark and light. You have to understand both. You have to really tie it together. He's just dropping mad knowledge on Rey. And then he ends the thing by Force projecting himself to defeat his old apprentice. And that's the way he goes out. I thought that was badass. So, actually, when I watched it yesterday, uh, Glass Armor mentioned, oh, Ren even... uh, talks about that force projection earlier. I'm like, what? She said, remember when Ray and Ren are looking at each other and he and he says, uh, you know, if you even tried this power, it would it would kill you. Like you're not strong enough. And I'm like, I didn't know he was talking about force projection. And I'm like, whoa. Is he talking about it though? I think so. Like it, it like he was Kyle from Kyle's point of view, she was perhaps force projecting herself onto wherever he was. And That's he said, the way he saw the, it. The effort would, would kill you. I know this isn't you. Right. And then later, that. it fucking kills Luke doing it. And you're like, wow. Yeah, yesterday I was like, whoa, I didn't even realize that. Neither did I. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Because from Kylo's perspective, it looks like Ray's in that room, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. The, the effort alone would kill you. And then Luke does it later and it kills him. Shit. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, my favorite part of episode eight. I think they're not that I'm going to say there's two. There's 14 favorite parts. Really quick, my least favorite part is the father chase, not Canto Bite altogether. Mm-hmm. I think the scene, I think the entire sequence is really ruined with the horse chase sequence. I think it would have been something entirely if it didn't end that way. I love DJ. I love the the vibe and everything in the casino except for that opera singer lady with the orbs <laughs> on her chest and stuff but it just really it really uh, what's the word what's the opposite of a crescendo descendo it, it really just slumps with the father you chase at the end so I'll say that's my least favorite um my favorite part if I want to be completely honest because there's so many good parts in that I personally uh, I'm actually going to say the light speed scene through Snoke's ship yeah so badass. First of all, mm-hmm. they did everything that I wanted so well. So that not only are the rebellion uh, resistance sacrificing themselves to get away, like they're losing. I didn't even think in episode five, like even though people are dying, I never thought the resist or the uh, rebellion was like losing. I thought they're just gonna get away and they'll they'll figure it out later. The fact that they're sacrificing themselves for like thirty people behind them in traffic. Like they, that's 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 ridiculous. Um, but not only that, the the visual was perfect. How everything went like white to black, mm-hmm. and then and then you're like, and then it was just nothing. Like oh yeah, this is it. This is it. And the sound. Yeah, the lack of sound, and then and then the sound. Yeah, the silence, and then that like that half like uh, uh, sonic charge or whatever. Yep. Ooh! Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, I think the my least favorite part of eight. I, I'll agree. Canto Bite. I don't like any of it. I think it was a a, a a plot connector that you could have done so many other things. You really could have, and they it just failed. 
I do like the fact that Kanto Bite exists. I like the fact that there's like a casino thing. I like the fact that there's, uh, you know, money launderers that are working for the good and the bad. I think it sets up a lot. I love but, DJ. but And DJ's great. But yeah. uh, everything else was like, nope, you could have done something else. You really could have done something else. Yeah. Are we ending with Solo? We're going we all the way back the Solo? best for last. Solo. Uh-oh, here we go. Taking oh, God. He's pissed. I, no, you know, I, I don't think Solo was a bad movie. I actually enjoyed it as a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a hard time... And, and I don't think uh, Aiden, whatever his name is, is a bad actor. I just don't think he channeled Han Solo in the way, say, that Ewan McGregor channeled Alec Guinness. Um, so I wish they had either cast him differently or cast somebody that at least made me believe I was looking more at a young Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't like that. Um, I thought that the overall pace of the movie was cool. I liked... I liked the balls that they had at the end of the movie to reference something from the expanded universe that if you had been a casual and had only gone and seen episodes one through, I guess, eight at that point, um, you would have had no reason to understand why Maul was running around and they had his robot legs from Rebels and the lightsaber that he built himself from Rebels. That was ballsy because you, you immediately alienated a large amount of your audience and you're basically saying, look, you know what? Figure it out on your own. And I think that was, and I don't know that they'll ever do it again because the movie did so poorly for a lot of reasons. But um, I I was really excited that they did that because, you know, I mean, the thing we joked and said, hey, Chopper's in Rogue One. Chopper, for a split second, if you pause the movie, you could see him, you know, yeah. go out of the left corner of the screen. But this was directly oh, referencing yeah. something from Clone Wars and Rebels that um, I was shocked that they did it, but I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What was your least favorite? Yeah. My least favorite was the casting of Han Solo. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Commander. I'm going to say the score, actually. Was your least favorite? No, it was my favorite part. Oh, okay. I've been holding that off on the movies. And I think they really went out on a limb doing something different with Rogue One. And I appreciate that. It didn't quite land for me in Rogue One. A lot of the the newer themes that were developed for that movie, I, I just really didn't connect with. Um, I liked how they quoted some of the old stuff, but it just really didn't hit me. Solo, I thought that John Powell really killed it with that that score. I think the entire time, it's perfect for that movie. The incorporations of the old themes are perfect. The theme from Empire, uh, Han's theme when he's flying through the asteroid field, and then now when he's doing the Kessel Run, that quote was perfect. Chewie's theme pops up. All the Enfys Nest stuff I thought was amazing with that choir. I just It really gave me chills most of the time. Uh, the, the score was awesome. Least favorite part... I don't know. I, I like Solo so much. It's hard to it's hard to pick something. Ugh. Do it. I'll say, I hate saying this because in, in the past I've said that I didn't dislike this, but I'll say the way they, they give him his last name. I still enjoy that. I don't hate it. If I had to pick something that's bad, I would say Han... Solo. Solo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe just the delivery or something. I don't know. Something that yeah. that I'm just like, yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Let's, um, let's move along. My favorite part was the Chewie and Han dynamic. Them getting to know each other because that could have gone really bad. They could have gone, even the fact that it wasn't perfect, people were like, what? Yeah. 
I think they did it very well. I think it was very believable. I think they were questioning each other the entire way. I'm glad yeah. they weren't fucking buddy-buddy from the beginning with. What happened? They were kicking each other in the nuts in some mud pit. Yeah. And they were both the enemies of the people above them. Like, right. I fucking love it. They were both trash at the very oh, yeah. beginning. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, they helped each other out. And then, you know, it went from there. I thought that uh, was great. And it actually builds on uh, what we know as Han and Chewie. Like, mm -hmm. if I watch episode four today, I have a little bit of a different view of that. I'm 100%. like, they, they know each other. Yeah. Don't fuck around. They know each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think what they did poorly. Mm, baby. <laughs> Um, it's why is it, it is, so hard to find something bad about Solo? Well, Lady Proxima's bad, uh, but uh, it's not that cringy. What did you say? Uh, how he gets his last name? His name? That's not a big issue to me. I I, I was just struggling to find something. Yeah, well, I guess I like Lady Proxima less than Solo. Yeah, I think I think. Uh, well, also a small. One that I really like is uh, Rio is a fucking badass character. Oh, yeah. I love that he dies. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. It's really cool. Um, I don't have a, a specific thing. The weird thing about Solo to me is it's not very peaky, but it's not very like there's not too many low points. Like it's just like solid throughout and it's good. Um, but there's not a lot that like jumps out to me. Good or bad. I would bad. say I'm going to ditch my last one. I'm going to say uh, the creature in the mall. Oh, I completely agree. You're right. I, it's You're right. way more cringy than Solo. The fucking Borgullet Borg Supreme over Borg here. Borgullet times a thousand. Jesus, trying to read the mind of the Millennium Falcon, and they fucked up. <laughs> God damn. No, you're right. I do not like the mall creature. And I thought it was, like, interesting, but... <sighs> yeah. You stretched it a little too far. Yeah. That's all. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was really on board with the Kessel Run sequence. I'm usually not one for those, like, big, long space sequences. And they had me on board, and then until it was just the maw, the giant tentacle octopus thing in the sky was trying to, like, pull it in. The other thing that I think they did well with Solo, and why, as we wrap this up, is they had some big names in that movie that meshed really well. I think so, yeah. Uh, it could have gone wrong, but I don't think it did. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry, but the acting for Chewbacca, spot on. He, the new Chewbacca. Is the new amazing. Chewbacca is the new fucking Chewbacca. <laughs> he's, he's he is the young Obi Wan of the of the new stuff. He he acts so, and you could just see it. And he's learning and knows how to fucking. Is anybody major I want to meet at celebration? It's him. The only person taller than you at the fucking whole <laughs> celebration. <laughs> Seven foot what? All right, all right, guys. So Any final thoughts on uh, like Disney overall? Do you think the the projection is good? We're going upwards or what? Are you hopeful? Are you hopeful? I'm, ho yes. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. Okay, good. Because there's a lot. There's a lot of brewing. There's a lot of brewing. We got nine not too far away. We got this Mandalorian stuff. We got this Cassie and Andor stuff. But there's a big question mark. But I think really could be good. Yeah, I think it could um, be good. Yeah, I yeah. think the the I'm uh, not, future. I'm not in bright. love. I'm not in love with Resistance, but um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I just can't, the animation style is kind of weird, and I, I just don't. I just don't think it's great. Uh, but you know, Clone Wars started out kind of on shaky grounds and ended up being amazing, so I'm going to stick with it. But no, they're doing, I think they're doing a good job. I, I wish that they hadn't got, hadn't become so scared of doing these one-off movies because of Solo's box office, because, you know, there's a lot of really cool areas they can explore. And they, who's to say they won't do it in the future, but um, wasn't, yeah. wasn't happy about that. That does make me sad. I mean, you can't really correlate it to 
the Last Jedi reaction, I don't think. There's a lot of factors that went into Solo not performing as well as the other Star Wars movies. Yeah, of course. And I, and I don't like the attribution that it was just like, oh, people are pissed about Last Jedi, so they all just boycotted. I don't think that's totally true. A lot of no, I think it was poorly it. marketed. I think there's a lot of things that they, that yeah. they could have done differently with it. Yeah. They released it like within two weeks or two, uh, like a month of like two other large movies. Yeah, if they had just kept it with December, it would have been a totally different story. I agree. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. We have a few things on our list of news that we're going to push to next episode. Um, just revolving around the upcoming Star Wars things that are happening with Disney. But mm-hmm. yeah, overall, um, hopeful. Very except excited. for except for the license with EA. I, I, I'm oh, Good we point. don't we don't need to go yeah. there. That's Good my point. least favorite thing of the new Star Wars is yeah. the license. I, EA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just ruining it. Now whoever's making the goddamn toys is fucking killing it. <laughs> Every toy that's been coming out, it looks fucking great. Even the yeah. pops are like, what? Are you kidding? Oh, hell yeah. Looking great. All right, guys. Cool. Yeah. Dr. This Richard Lord, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been fun. Like sure hearing everybody's perspective on Star Wars. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, we do appreciate having someone else on that's not in not like-minded. We we do appreciate that because yeah. uh, when me and him just sit here and like yeah we're great too much of like I agree with great. this Woo-hoo. I love that you love that too I love that yeah nice great. Awesome. Uh, so we do we do appreciate it so thank you for uh, coming on with us uh, thank everyone that was live with chat. us much appreciated yeah we've we've got some uh, some big hitters that are uh, it's good to see you guys back Nicole yep. uh, we got what the psych which is new hey right the psych welcome Mr Benjamin's You're back us right at the end uh, beer review. Yes. Shout out to our beer, Samo India Pale Ale from the Long Island Company, Brewing Company, Long Island Company Project, Beer Project, Long Island City Beer Project. There it is. Two out of three. Solid goodness. Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah. <laughs> First of all, I just noticed that this guy has his middle finger up. Great. Let's this m- is something that I drew back in the 90s. Let's make it a three. It's beer. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. I do have one last thing to say. What is it? What are midichlorians? Fuck, fuck, kill Mary. Ray, Leia, Padme. That sounds disrespectful. Are you sure? Because it could be very psychological. <laughs> Just think penetration, that's all. I think this, that needs to end. This, <laughs> this episode is over. This episode is over. I choose ended. Chewy. He's a good cuddler. <laughs> yeah. Chewy, I'm choose Chewy, Chewy, and Chewy. Chew it. Well, you're into the bush, aren't you? <laughs>